8,000 miles from the sun and surf of California, far away at the southern end of Argentina, lies a wild land called Patagonia. From California, by car, by boat, on foot, four men came to climb a mountain that had been climbed only twice before. Four men, Yvonne Chouinard, internationally known climber, Doug Tompkins, climber, skier, surfer, Dick Dorworth, champion skier, novice climber, and a young English climber, Chris Jones. The mountain is an 11,000-foot pile of glacier and granite. It's got sheer walls, cliffs of ice, wild wind, and bitter cold. It's called Fitzroy, and their objective, the summit. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yo! Junaid Special 41, Daoud. I don't think you need to tell a funny pop if you got some of them little brandy out in a little nub nub or something or something. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. Arriba, 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 tata! Yes, yes, coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic Cuban district. This is The Trail Show, and we are live in Out of Order's detached tool shed behind his home near his garage. Nice. (laughs) The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 countries across the globe. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought it was downloaded one bazillion times. That's just the bonus shows, man. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast Addict, and at thetrailshow.com, D-Lo. But not on TuneIn. That's correct. (laughs) You bastard. (laughs) (laughs) We've got two very special guests in studio this month. Oh, yeah. Straight out of South America. That's right. (laughs) They were taping a special across the hall in studio this month. We have the dynamic duo that is currently on a 20,000-mile journey. 20,000 miles! Along the length of the Americas, Bethany Fidget Hughes and Lauren Neon Reed. All right! Bienvenidas! Bienvenidas! So, uh, Oprah just got over across the hall, is that correct? Because I heard you guys, uh, you, you two ladies, came on after Cheryl Strayed on Oprah for kind of like this whirlwind hiking female thing, is that correct? Yeah, we like to keep it really low-key, so we stuck around the back. Okay. We were the ones who released the bees. Nice. Into the right. audience? Into the audience, So yeah. that must have been like chaos. You hey. get a bee, you get you a bee. It's a bee for you, a bee for you. So we can't wait to ask you lots of gotcha questions about your journey across South America. We may well, have some answers for you. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. What is this? 
We have more special guests. We have guests. another more special, special guest. Also taping a special across the hall in, in his studio. own house. Yeah, I mean, you guys <laughs> took over my house. <laughs> 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 I got here three weeks ago, and they just show up with all this equipment. We're like, yes, we're here. Thank goodness. No children to keep awake at night. Here he's, he is. He's a hiker that needs no introduction, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. Hey, good to be here. Bienvenido. <laughs> Esquire. Tu casa es oh. nuestra casa. Así <laughs> 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 es. Apparently it is. <laughs> We're stoked to have you back on the show, and we hope you give us a Theodore Jones update at some point during the show. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Have you been keeping in touch with him? Every, you know, week or two. Wow, yeah. dude. How do you do that? He's a reindeer. He has antennas. Okay. Or antlers. <laughs> <laughs> It's part insect. He hasn't even drank a beer yet. Does he? Does he like FaceTime with you or Skype with you or something? Well, when he has time, but right now it's dark up there, so yeah. it's just a, bl- a black screen. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so he's like. <laughs> All right, P.O.D., you got to tell the folks what's in the Trail Show cafeteria today. Should I tell you who sponsored the show tonight first? Please. Uh, tonight's show is sponsored by Climb Against the Odds. Join a team of women and men from across the country committed to stopping breast cancer before it starts. By climbing Mount Shasta, Breast Cancer Prevention Partners' annual event, Climb Against the Odds, inspires hikers of all levels to make this epic climb while raising funds to prevent breast cancer. Go to www.bcpp.org and click on events or email events at bcpp.org for more info. Very cool. Glad to have them as a sponsor. Yes, thank you for that. Mount Shasta. Um, So yeah, we got... We've got a feast tonight. We had some uh, Cuban Buffet. pork sandwiches. Mil gracias. <laughs> de nada, de nada. We, got, we had some coffee already. That's Was so it Cuban coffee? No, because okay. apparently no. we met the only I'm Cuban in the world that doesn't drink <laughs> I'm coffee. Half, I'm half <laughs> Cuban. I'm half Cuban. I got the sandwich half, not the coffee half. Oh. God. God. The dancing half, not the speaking Spanish Okay, so uh, we, we are going to have our Trail of the Month here with these Mujeres uh, Aventureras. And uh, we are going to have, they're also going to be doing our conservation interview. Whoa. Yes. And nice. It's a twofer. A, we're putting them to work, aren't we? That's Puro right. en español, no. Sí. Sí, claro, sí, sí. claro que sí. Oh, por sí, todas sí. las uh, listeneres. <laughs> <laughs> Perfecto. Yeah. Muy bien. Oyentes. Are they going to do the tent steak review too? We talked about that possibility. I have a backup one that's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah, I crazy. broke two tent stakes in the last month. Oh. The last First time month. in my career of hiking, I broke tent stakes. Why? Wow. Last I month. Have was it cold attention. ground? It was desert, rocky, um, hard. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. Never broke it. You need the claw. You need the claw. For the We're gonna have ask desert a hiker. Man. We're gonna have um, media review. Oh, we've got a great media review. Also recommended to us. You may have heard a little bit of it at the front end of the show. Yes. Thanks to Fidget Neon for that. Yeah. What else? We got, we've got? we got beer from Frito Rolltide Garcia. Not only beer, we have something extra yes. special tonight. Let's not, let's not tip our hand nope. just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wait till we we'll open it. We'll save that. We'll okay, save that. Good. So Frito spent, sent us uh, some wait, beer. Wait, wait, wait. P.O.D., are we yeah. doing? You're right. Yes. Okay. Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. Take it away, dealer. S- or P.O.D. Oh, P.O.D. Yeah. knows more about the beer than, than you I could have possibly. No idea. You haven't even seen the beer. No, no, the bag has been zippered. I just walked in this so, house. So, Frito sent, sent us some beer from Michigan. I can't see via, that here. We didn't actually see it arrive on the porch. It was just there when I got home. But he told me that it was sent via the most rare being on the planet. 
which he said was a Fox News reporter actually looking for the truth. Oh, wow. Anyway. P.O.D., we can't, we're not allowed to talk about that sort of thing on I'm the show. I'm just telling show. you, I'm just repeating. I, it's not my opinion. So I'm that's what saying, he said. That's what he said. Okay. Anyway, so we got beer from Michigan. I think you and D'Lo are drinking the... We are drinking the Hop Slam Ale from Bell's Brewing, Bales. which is a... a uh, le- uh, I don't know. What would you say? A legacy do you have Michigan a can, brewery? Do you have a can I could read? I do. Please. P.O.D., there's That's another the, Hop Slam here, in, in the, the, can. the blue bag. I'll Hand read the can. can. Okay, hold on a second. Let's Dilo's see good at can reading. <laughs> okay, government warning. According to <laughs> no, the... No, 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 no. Sorry. No, yeah, side. wrong thing. Okay, Hop Slam Ale, Double India Pale Ale, brewed with honey. An exceptionally aromatic blend of hops combined in this balanced... Interpretation of the double oh my IPA. God, he's already style. having trouble reading. It's Best early. enjoyed as a fresh as possible. Yeah. So do we have anyway, any figures? That's from Hold Bells. On. Yes. We also have minute, from stop. Three Fords Brewing, brewing out of Munster, so much more Indiana. Oh, this one's here. from Indiana. That's amazing. This is the zombie dust. Indiana is not well, near that, Michigan. That is a coveted. That is a is a, it? It's a hard to get. Is beer. that like oh. the, is that like the heady topper? So, d- so sort of. So Dilo won't or maybe have any the of Pliny, no, 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 or maybe the Pliny. So the this Elder. is none for Dilo. This is just it's for us. Not quite on that level. Wait, wait. Let me finish reading here. This 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 hop slam ale, which has a picture of hops that have slammed a human being, which is lying on the ground, much like I will be later when I slip on the ice on my way home, has a ten percent alcohol by volume and a shelf life of three months. And I really don't know what the IBUs are, but I bet it's off the charts. I bet it's we also have from Founders we have the Sumatra Mount- Mountain Brown. Imperial Brown brewed with Sumatra coffee. IPB. And he also sent us this uh from Founders DKML, which is the uh Imperial Malt Liquor. <laughs> what does DKML stand for? What? Um, What's the alcohol percentage in that? Imperial malt liquor? Is I've that ne- even necessary? <laughs> is that a thing? I've never heard of that in my life. I mean, it is. it's not bad. It's you're just... P-O-D, uh, you're not good at reading the 14%. Labels. Not a big deal. 14%. You know? percent yeah, you should read this one. It's good. <laughs> should I read it now? Yeah, read it. Okay, read the it. Founders DKML. I have to hold this up close because the light is That's not good in this... In this uh, Man, there's there's crickets, D'Lo. I don't know what happened. Here you have what could be the first malt liquor worthy of a glass. Typically a slighted style. We thought we would glass it up with a stay in the wood and a healthy dose of dry hopping. A huge hit of corn gives this one a smooth sweetness while it's time spent aging in bourbon barrels <laughs> will give you a reason to share be warned this one's a pry off not a twist off all right let's that read the rest the of the beer later dkml it's kind of like reading bedtime stories to my children i could read beer uh labels to our listeners for a couple hours maybe disco yeah we should do a bonus show where we just read beer labels just reading it beer labels cool, for like an hour how cool that, would that be, dude? They're, they're, that'd be great. i would i would go to sleep almost immediately <laughs> right that would be amazing picture yourself hiking in the in like the back deserts of bolivia and it's just like me reading like the hops like no, ale that's from not bell's fair. brewery and it would have to be kind then of we consistent. would want it it would have to be consistent though it would have to be like it'd have to say like the name of the beer followed by the name of the brewery followed by the abvs followed by hey, the out IBUs. of order feel free to consistency just slide not his. really been your strongest <laughs> no no i'm super <laughs> I've been consistent i've been a listener on this yeah. show for many years <laughs> 
right. Oh, uh, okay. Anyways, that's a great idea. All right, for so a bonus show. It's a terrible idea. I love it. Yeah. Nobody asked you, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep not listening to the trail show. Your guests, <laughs> your guests on the show. You have hey, to be Hey, D-Lo? D-Lo? Yeah, P-O-D. You're a guest, too. No, I'm not. I no. am the trail no. show. No, Without, no. I try to leave, and I keep coming back. And with all the news that's fit to be heard, Princes of Darkness, take it away. D-Lo? Yes, today actually was yesterday. Wait a minute, Delo's doing trail news. What's going on? He's got a news item. Okay, go. I just want to start it off on a very sad note, so Pewdie can tip, pick it up and end on a happy note. Okay. You know when she talks about climate change and forest <laughs> fires and mudslides and the destruction of the environment and stuff. Yeah. So before we get into all that awesome trail news, I just want to say that rest in peace, Warren Miller. Oh. A an icon of the skiing don't stop the show because he was a ski bum before there was even ski bums passed away yesterday at the age of 93 in Orcas Island in his home and I don't know how many I'm sure everybody has seen a Warren Miller film and they're corny and they're fun and they're good times especially if you go to see them in the theater in November and I just hope that uh, they, they keep going and that somebody else can pick up and keep the Warren Miller entertainment theme going on because that's for a lot of people, that's just the way to kick off the ski season. For it's sure. Really great. I think P. Mags could pick off. Oh, yeah. Oh, keep it wow, going. Dude, what do you he, think? I bet he he's could. a big Warren Miller fan. He Come could. On. He's going to need something to do in a little while when his money runs out. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Make some could, films. Yeah, he could narrate some films. films for Warren Miller Entertainment. Yeah, how about we uh, raise, a, raise glass a glass to Warren, to Warren Miller. Miller? Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. Ding, ding. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. You, cheer, you cheers in yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm making the cheers <laughs> sound effect happen. Okay, and now on to some brighter, sunnier news yes. with POD. Speaking of sunny, it's literally the worst winter in 60 years uh, because it's been so warm and sunny. Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty cold in the states where it's supposed to be warm, and it's been very warm in the states where it's supposed to be, supposed to be cold. Uh, the official numbers show 10 to 20% of average snowpack. Now, it's still a long season. There's still time for the snow to come, but it is... Yeah. It is... Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. Statewide <laughs> snowpack in Colorado is just over 50% of where we should be at this Whoa. time of year. I so was wondering about that Yeah. Number. December was one of the driest snowfall months on record, but the southern mountains are doing even worse than that. It gets progressively worse as you move south. We were just looking up uh, some ski resorts in... Northern New Mexico. Northern New Mexico, and it said their base was 12 inches. Whoa. That's like, yeah. no, that's no Yikes. snow. And these are skiers that actually blow snow also. Yeah, they blow snow. And it's still 12 <laughs> inches. They're blowing in its 12 inches? That's pretty yeah. bad. That's, that's it? That's, that's, yeah. yeah. Blowing a 12-inch base. So, so it's tough. Any of you folks planning your ski vacation to Angel Fire and Sipapoo? You might want to rethink that. Yes. D-Lo, I know you were planning to go cross-country skiing down there, but you might want to rethink that. Uh, no, I haven't. No, I'm going to go hiking in the desert down there. Yeah. Okay. I know a ripple of indignancy went all the way through Colorado when I got here first, and they were like, Florida got snow, and we oh, yeah. did not. Like, everyone was mad. Did that really happen? Yeah. yeah. The panhandle got snow? Yeah, my parents sent me a picture That's from amazing. our house. What? First time since where 1989. Your, where do your parents live in Florida? <laughs> Tallahassee. Okay. Northern in Florida, the, yeah. the snowy part of how Florida. Much snow, how much, <laughs> snow, how much snow did they get in Tallahassee? Uh, enough like a, to take a picture of. Yeah, <laughs> wow. And then it was gone. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. They did sell t-shirts. Uh, yeah. I survived the blizzard of 18. Oh, come oh on. My God. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So there was a, a rescue. Uh, 
San Bernardino County Sheriff's helicopter crews had to hoist rescue a Redlands woman after she became disoriented and lost while hiking to the summit of the San Gorgonio Mountains Saturday. This was a couple weeks ago near Forest Falls. Uh, so she went out with a friend. They were going up a trail. Uh, the friend became tired and decided to turn back. And she was like, well, I'm going to go on by myself. And uh, she got lost. And around 3 p.m., she activated her personal alert system, whatever she was carrying. Her, um, her PAS. Yes. <laughs> to know, notify her family what? that she was lost. And they contacted officials, reported her missing. And then they tried to do a search and some weather moved in. And then the next morning they actually found her and uh, found the woman safe at the top of a waterfall, but precariously perched on a small ledge. What? Yes. Oh, that sounds not, like a choice. It's not yeah. where you want to be when the weather rolls Seems like in, a bad turn of events. Like, it's probably there. It's probably there. It's probably there. Closer to the cliff. Emergency meditation system. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that like a, a PAS? Is that like a medic alert bracelet or something? Like I think it's just a text a, message. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> she texted them. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. okay, also in California, mudslides. This was in the news. Several months back, Oprah had mud in her yard, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Um, Which yard? The north, the south, the east, or the west. She didn't talk about this tonight on your, on the show you guys were taping across the hall? We were busy releasing bees. Oh. Yeah. I don't... That that reference is escaping me. Somebody has to... Ex- Bye, Felicia. <laughs> anyway... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll see you oh later, no. Felicia. <laughs> so, basically, there there was a big storm in California. But the the problem was that they've had all these wildfires... And that's really why the mudslide occurred. It was a combination of things. So everything's been burned up and the soil no longer can hold itself together. And so down came the rain and boom, mudslide. Oh, you want to hear a total coincidence? Yes. The exact same thing happened in Chile. Really? But they're unrelated. Yeah. We had to like wait for a while to pass through this one particular valley because it had been washed out. Was there a big fire there? Yeah, about the largest in their history. Do they, do they have forest fires in South America? Yep. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They have discovered fire down there. Are, are they new or is, is it a new phenomenon that's brought on by climate change or has it always been forest fires? There's no such thing as climate change. No, I'm sorry. Um, You're right. Yeah. Okay. But no. there are forest fires. Stop this show. But forest fires, <laughs> they forest do fires traditionally happen in South America. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay cool. I, hadn't, I, I wasn't so, actually aware of that. Yeah. Sometimes they're human made. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes just like everywhere. There's everywhere like no there's thunder people. in Patagonia. They have cars there, too. Sometimes they're human-made, and sometimes they're made by God. <laughs> right? Purple. I mean, True. Purple. Was it Purple Machine? I, God purple voice. Machine. There, there was God too many voice. microphones. I think you I, meant I Oprah. Nothing. I got nothing. Purple Machine. Sometimes they're made by God. Uh, can I do that? By Sky yeah. God. <laughs> sometimes they're made by God. <laughs> I'm going to edit that oh, right man. in. I just lost my faith. Okay, where? Are we <laughs> okay. still on trail news? Yeah, what, we are. What are I'm we about doing? to wrap it up, actually. Wrap it up. Quick trail news. Last item, it's rocking season. Rock that. Yeah, rock you. Rock this. Uh, Cas- <laughs> Cascade Locks is February 24th. Rock, rock. Coeur d'Alene is March 3rd. Rock it. Camp Herms in Berkeley Hills, Northern California, is March 10th. Rock, 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 rock it rock, up. Rock. Golden, Colorado is on March 17th. St. Patrick's Day. Nero. And new this year, Bellingham, Washington, March 31st. Washington, rock. 
for more information, just go to allthewest.org. That's A-L-D-H-A west.org. Is that where they have all the ruck info? Yeah, it's usually, it's usually, most of them are like 35 bucks and includes breakfast. 35 and bucks lunch for a rock and happy hour. Weren't people using the hashtag ruck you yes, last year? For sure. I think that's, that's entirely inappropriate. Why? I don't know. I, I think it's a little it. close to something. For all your rucking pleasure. That's yeah, right. ruck pleasure, ruck this. I mean, Triple O, what do you think? Like, hashtag ruck you? That's a little offensive. I mean, honestly, I don't, what goes on at a ruck? I don't know if it's accurate or not. Accurate. A lot of ruck. A lot of rucking. <laughs> a lot of rucking goes down. It's, it's sometimes it's rucktastic. It is. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's all I have for trail news. <laughs> all right, should I uh, play your outro music? Sure. And I'm there she goes, ladies and gentlemen. Out the door. I'm taking Dila's bike. Prince is a dark, <laughs> and she's gone. Watch out for the ice. <laughs> and she's back. All right. Okay. I tell you what, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do Trail of the Month with the Her Odyssey gals. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk to Dilo about uh, ski touring uh, twice a week with his kids. <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. Hey guys, this is Moonkid, and I never listen to the trade show. You know, it's just that it's not it's not good enough for me. New Orthodox IPA series, Boss Tweed, double IPA, nine point three percent alcohol by volume, IBUs sixty eight, sixteen fluid ounces, malt, pills, wheat, oat. Vienna, Boyle Hops, Magnum, Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, Dry Hop, Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, Azaka. That's a lot Keep of hops, Dilo. And drink fresh. Haze is good. <laughs> Old Nation Brewing Company, Williamston, Michigan. Everybody wake up. We're back. Trail <laughs> oh, hey. back, baby. Hey. Wake up. We- <sighs> you want to see that, B.O.D.? No, wow. you put that one on the black thing so it yeah, doesn't leave a room. No, that one doesn't have anything in it. What's the website is her-odyssey.org. Yes, sir. And we've got Neon and Fidget in the house to talk about their 20,000-mile journey from America to? America. America. That's crazy. I didn't know you could go from America to America. It seems like you'd end up in the same place. Sí. Díganos hasta ahora, ¿cómo les va el viaje? ¿Qué cuentos tienen para nosotros? <risa> Yo creo que todo va bien. Hemos sí. caminado desde como dos metros bajo el nivel del mar hasta el wow. más alto era como cinco, cinco mil, mil metros, metros sobre el nivel del mar. Mm. Entonces, sí. más o menos. <risa> They've walked a lot of high and down low. Yeah. <risa> Dilo, you have to translate the rest. Go. And so these ladies are walking from America to America, and it's more or less 50,000 downloads of uh, trails, beer, and nonsense. Wow, I did realize that's what you said. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah, word for word, actually. Okay. (laughs) And we really enjoy the trail show. Why are you using that voice? He's got how they sound. He's got our voice down pat. Like, (laughs) We, we we listen to nothing else when we're hiking in South America, just the trail show. I thought it'd be fun to do the interview in, in Espanol for Hector for Cortez. Hector Cortez. Oh, Hector. 
Okay, so no, no, we'll we'll, we'll speak in English. I guess. I, guess. Uh, I had no idea when you alluded to your Spanish to. speaking audience that it was an audience of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was not yeah. clarified. Mm. Well, there might be more. We know there's none in Cuba, but um no they're, Cubans. they're no all Cubans here. To the apparently, trail show. apparently out of order just put up some billboards. Don't listen to the trail show in Cuba. So anyway. impressive. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And we still have zero downloads from that's Cuba. Right. We do. So. Perfect. Zero. It worked. Meeting your intact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, so yeah, I mean, your your trip is what you guys have already done and what you're planning is huge, mm-hmm. but uh, we kind of want to get into it and see kind of where the idea came from and when you started and what you've been doing thus far and then kind of... And how's it looking, going? Yeah, and then kind of looking to the future, like yeah. next step. So take it away. Adelante. I need you to do this one at a time. Fidget. I don't know which one to answer. So how, did, how, was the, how was the idea born? How did you conceive of this idea, yes. Fidget? I grew up in South America and I learned how to climb in the Andes. And at the same time as my father was teaching me how a lady should be treated, like the man must always hold the door. Like you're not allowed to open a door yourself. Right. Uh, Door rules. Doors are heavy. Doors are really heavy. Women are so Mm -hmm. fragile. Yeah, we're very (laughs) fragile. Um, Plus then you can crop dust them as you go through the door. Exactly. Um, But I watched the women living down there, living according to a very different standard of that. Like often <laughs> I remember walking, seeing across a bridge, like this guy was walking along, he had a you know, little bowler hat, his dog, and he was carrying like two sticks of wood underneath his arm. And his woman came along behind him with this like massive pile of sticks on her back, like doubled over on this like creaky little bridge. And he just like walks across and she comes across with all that stuff. At the same time as my dad was teaching me like a proper man always lets a woman go through the door first. Oh my God. And I'm like, he crossed the bridge before her. He must be rude. My father's like, yes, they're uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> and like now I now I look back on that and I'm like, I'm pretty sure like everybody in this situation was a little bit too far to one extreme. Right. And yeah. like maybe if I can tell the story of the South Americans to the North Americans and talk some about the North Americans to the South Americans, we can kind of bring each other a little bit back closer to that central balance. Where did so, you grow up? I grew up in Ecuador and Chile and the oh, Dominican wow. Republic. Yeah, so... Why so many different places? um, Because my parents were in the military of God. Nice. Oh, very cool. Right? Very cool. Cue God voice. Were they they (laughs) Protestants? Yep. Nice. Yeah, we're Protestants. Nice. I dig it. I dig Mm -hmm. it. I've I've read a lot about religion the past few months. I dig it. I dig the Protestants. D-Lo spent some time in Mennonite communities, but... I have. That's a little different. I never really, I never really blended in, though. I was always an outsider. Yeah, we've now created a Womenites community. <laughs> Say, see what I did there? See I like it. Bien hecho. Ah, gracias. So, yeah. Right. So one of our our like things is just to travel this trail in a way that kind of puts us at the same level as other people because there's a really deep sense of disparity. And when you're the one rolling up on these people's land with no idea where you are, what you're doing, you're like, please, I just need some water. All of a sudden, it puts <laughs> folks in a position of power, and they'll just start opening up and talking to you. And they're like, I don't know why two white women appeared in my backyard, but like, <laughs> What's up where did you come from? Yeah. Where are you going? Is the world ending? Dude, we always walk into town through the city dump. Always. So like, we just like gloriously like <laughs> roll in not only with our own like week's worth of hiker stink, but also we went through the dump. Uh-huh. Why oh, is that? Just because nice. the dump is always in the furthest outskirts of town? That's what we thought. After about 5,000 miles, that we've just realized that there's like an entire ring of the dump around yeah. Yeah. every city because there is no waste management policy. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course. Interesting. Yeah. 
Okay, coming back full circle. So, mm-hmm. how did that experience birth mm-hmm. the America to America hike? I, yeah. I think she just well, I hiked sad. the I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, and then my family's like, "You got that out of your system, right? You're going to grow up now." And I was like, "Absolutely!" So I got a yeah. job at H and R Block, and like had to know like running the bookkeeping department at their headquarters, and I was really terrible at wearing high heels. And one day on my way home, I was reading um, Born to Run. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was like, the Sierra Madre Sociedad range like, connects the longest chain of mountains in the world. And I'm like, what the hell? And it, it's like yeah. the mountains that raised me, like the Andes where I started climbing and then like the Rockies where I like began my backpacking, um, guiding career down at Philmont and things like that. And as soon as I read that sentence, I was like, well, I guess I better go do that now. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Neon, how did you get involved in all this madness? Very <laughs> carefully. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, did you did you two know each other before the America to America hike was birthed? We met on the Pacific Crest Trail. Okay. Okay. So, and what year was that? 2010. The year we made contact. No. Nothing. The year okay. we made contact. Sorry, that was uh, that was a bad movie reference that didn't, that no. One. Okay, so 2010, <laughs> you met on the PCT, mm-hmm. and then you guys stayed in touch. Stayed in touch. She moved out to Colorado after the the H and R kerfuffle, H and R block kerfuffle, H and R block debacle. Okay. Eleven, <laughs> peed my pants in a meeting and just had to leave the state. God, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> yeah, Don't we all? Uh, peed someone else's pants. Mm. That's even worse. Yeah. Um, so stayed in touch. She moved out to Colorado. I came through Colorado quite often. Um, she ended up helping me with my resupply on the CDT when I did that in 2013. And this whole time, every time we've gotten together, she would be like, I have this thing that I'm planning. And I'd ask her questions and she would answer them and then afterwards go look them up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She thought I was dropping hints that she should come when really it was just like the only thing I thought or talked about for like four years of planning. Yeah. (laughs) She had some people in the wings of like, they might come, they might come. And then it ended up falling through with some of them. And so it got a little more serious of like, how am I going to do this? Because she knew she was going to do it. She just like assumed she was going to go alone. And then in 2015, at the beginning, January 2015, I had asked enough questions and done enough recon. And yeah. I had torn my ACL, so it waylaid my plan by a year. And I was like, this is the worst thing that ever could have happened. And then like Nian was like, I might consider doing this hike if I have enough time. And I was like, well, lucky for you. I'm bedridden. Ski accident? (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Those damn ACLs. If you take a survey, I run a lot of unofficial surveys (laughs) in Colorado. One out of every four people has torn an ACL. And then you just like form a club and all kind of stand sort of like gimpy and leany in the corner. I think it's a failure of evolution that human beings have ACLs. Because it takes like, what, six months to heal the thing? Depending on the kind of surgery that you have. Okay. Did yours Mm -hmm. take longer? Um, no, the longest one is the, the nine month one, but then I had like, I had a kid sewn into my knee. So that one was only like four month healing. You had a what? What are you doing with your head? Oh my God. I broke, sorry. I broke my arm. I broke my arm growing up in South America. And so like they tried to like set it for me. Oh my God. Somebody take a (laughs) picture. It was like the exorcist in here. (laughs) Just so you guys understand. Her elbows elbows just turned like the opposite They set my bone wrong. It really like through my archery career was like my main plan. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I don't know if that was uh, called for, but uh, no, that was pretty gnarly. I don't know. <laughs> it was, I don't but know I don't know if we needed to hurl. Does it hurt? The, the hurl on sound effect. Of course, we needed it. When it gets cold, sometimes because there's like still metal pins that hold it in place. I bet you you can do some mean yoga with arms like that. I do everything mean. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I would kill to be able to like do like. It's Yoga literally like your arm like is on backwards. Yeah. It's yeah. Totally. So crazy. Do it's we like, want to take a picture of that for our listeners and put it on no. Instagram? <laughs> like, Beauty, you got a camera right beside you. Yeah, Come on, we don't have please. to. Let's see if I can you know, we can this. we can keep um, Fidget's like face out of this so nobody knows whose arm this was. No, no, but no except like, everybody that I mean, listens like, to the trail. Yeah, yeah, but that's not many people. Looks completely normal when you take a photograph of it, like unless you video it being all. Dilo, why did you play that? I, I, if I had the purple machine, I would do the Donald Trump voice right now and just Eso. say something Video irrelevant. or photo? Video. Video, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Video. Video de mi Dios elbow. Yeah. <laughs> you so, guys have tapped into my like greatest third grade party trick, actually. like That was how I made friends. Like Growing up traveling a lot, it's more of like wow factor rather than friendship factor. You should have like, seen P.O.D.'s face. Like I didn't know anything was going on. <laughs> me and I saw her. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> okay. Okay, sorry. So wow. when did you start the hike? When, like, day one. When was this? November 2015. And Thanksgiving where? week, I think. That's The that day before Thanksgiving. P.O.D., we started a yep. hike in New Zealand right around that same week. Do you remember <gasps> that? You hiked in New Zealand? Probably want to uh, <laughs> you probably want to forget it, it was the best oh, God. hike ever. <laughs> you probably want to forget that, don't you? Uh, let's get back to your hike. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's talk Where? about let's South America. No, we went down to the Beagle Channel um, on, I think it was November 23rd or 24th. And then, yeah, that first day we just walked along the coast, like put a finger in the water and I picked up a small rock that I like carry along with a bunch of other rocks. And so now whenever like <laughs> kids are like, why are you walking to the Arctic? I'm like, because I have to put this rock there. And they're like, got it. Is, is the Beagle Channel between? Is, is the Beagle Channel north of the island that Ushuaia is on, or is it south? South. 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 We, okay, we, cool. we crossed. We crossed the Ada del Fuego kind of as a practice, like to test uh-huh. out our gear and see how our plans would work. And our plans worked by immediately getting thrown out the window um, because immediately what, mm-hmm. what we wanted to do was illegal. It turns out international borders like matter. Okay. Like, Even in South America. How so? What do you South mean America? thrown out the window? So you had to go through a crossing? Um, well, essentially, I had planned... Tierra del Fuego is shared between Chile and Argentina. Mm-hmm. I planned to start on the Chilean side because I wanted to um, see like the Darwin's Mountains and like begin down there. Um, and we rolled into the Argentine side because that's where like there's any sort of cities. And they're like... So we started kind of feeling around as to whether we would be able to get over to the Chilean side. There was no like legal border crossing and we had to sit around for a couple of days and drink mate with all the right people who were like, we could get you there, but it would involve like two boats, a plane and like wow. hiring a couple of like, it's you like know, no joke. It's yeah. Like, it's serious. Um, getting stamped in, then getting stamped out and then yeah. getting stamped in. And so we pretty much immediately, like, we had, like, really, like, precision detailed maps printed of where we had planned to go because we still believed that we needed physical maps because we were used to American-style hiking. Hmm. And immediately, like, those became gifts to the guy who was like, I know a way to get you through these mountains, but you have to, like, hang out for a week and prove to me that you're not going to die. Because South Americans have this Hmm. very different sense of responsibility. Like, if they tell you about a trail, what happens to you on that trail is on them. Wow. 
So like the, it's not like in the U.S. It's like oh like shred the gnarly bro like go huck it and it's like a person yeah. from Texas in jeans. You're like don't send them on that double black diamond, but you do it anyway because you don't care. Yeah. But down there, like he, it took like a week of trust building and like drinking way too much mate. Did you guys do any trust falls? Every day. Oh, sweet. Like, of course. Well, Beauty, why would you ask that? Could you, could you talk about wh- what you just said? Could you elaborate on this American style of hiking, which requires these elaborate, like extremely digitally accurate maps versus mm-hmm. what you're doing in South America? Um, yes. So what do you do in South America? You just wing it? There are no maps there. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there are maps, but it's like road maps or trifold um, pamphlets. But you have US, you have USGS style uh, topography, uh, topography maps, right? When I was looking up physical, because when I was coming down to this, I was again coming like with this very United States perspective of there's going to be physical maps for everything. But like I, the closest things that they had, for example, I think in Chile was their military maps from yeah. 1976. Okay, so they're outdated. But you could have stocked up on maps in Santiago if you so chose, right? Not of the areas that we're walking through because okay. nobody mm-hmm. who uses maps goes there. Yeah, because wow. I remember when I was there, I, I, I made a point of going to Santiago and going to, and I forget the exact details, the place where you buy the government maps mm-hmm. and buying the government maps. So I had these gigantic, you know, two by three foot big pieces of beautiful paper that I folded up really nicely and put into my Ziploc bags that I learned how to say in Spanish, bolsa, Ziplocs, plasticas, right? So I was like, ah, como se dice uh, plastic bags? And the dude's like, bolsas, Ziplocs, plasticas. (laughs) So then I went to the store and I got directed to the plastic bag store and I got the plastic bags for my beautiful maps. But that's what I did. So you didn't do that. You just, you said, nah, this isn't necessary. We'd spent so much time and money in the early stages trying yeah. to do that that we actually found out that like what works best is having something digitally and then just checking that verbally with the locals. Okay. And yeah. then they draw maps in this little pocket notebook that yeah. they carry. Yeah, and then you put a piece of paper in your pocket and you're like, I can get out of town. Yeah, because we spent yeah. over $100 in maps going down there that were just immediately basically like flushed down. The the Start a fire yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the digital, what do you use digitally? Is it an app? Is it a GPS unit? What is it? GPS and Google Earth Pro is okay. huge. What's yeah. Google Earth Pro? I've never heard of that. Ooh, oh. yes, One of my favorite subjects. Yes. Time yes. to geek out. Yeah, I've oh, said a long geek time. Geek out. We have a lot of geeky yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Stuff. Yes, these are go. satellite images from like pretty much all the way across the planet and you can zoom all the way in to the point that you can like see vehicles on the roads and it tells you the year that these images were and this is largely what I use to plan the route. I would just go through zooming in and just kind of like visually finding trails to draw it out. And then I now have it on my phone because originally it was only for the CIA. Like they would not, um, it wasn't like publicly Mm. accessible. And then it got released. um, And I think that it was like, like $800 at first and then it dropped to $300. And then the year that I started planning, they just like opened it up and it was just a bunch of like trail trash people just like got it onto our computers. And it has in my opinion, it has revolutionized the way that we're able to explore. Like, it to the route planning is what the discovery of plastic has been to, like, being able to carry water and goods on the trail. It's, hmm. we huh. can do completely different Let's things than before. Google Earth mm-hmm. Pro, man, it's... But so it, you pay for it? It's no. A, no. It's oh. free now. It's free yeah, now. it's free. And so now we have it, I have, we have all of the routes drawn out. Like, that's what I'm working on right now. I'm drawing out the routes for the next season through Columbia. And um, 
then I have it on my phone. We yeah. have it um, in a folder, and then each time we have internet, we'll like scroll through the next week or so of trails, and that way we have a visual. So when you're drawing out the routes, are you actually drawing them on Google Earth Pro or using a different piece no, of software? Draw, I'm drawing it in Google Earth Pro. And it and saves it as like a GPS track, like a .gps file or something? Uh, or a KMZ file? <laughs> Not KMZ. KMZ, but okay, then we've but got, we can go convert it. You can convert to GPX, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and then you can put it on your Garmin or mm-hmm. whatever GPS unit or on your phone to yeah. use with your we carry We carry our app. phone. We carry an inReach. The GPS. The, the GPS. Okay. What's an inReach? Um, D-Lo. How dare you? Sorry, man. I, I, You're I out just, of, come on, dude. It's basically Bye. a spot, but better. <laughs> I hang out on like front country trails <laughs> One of, and bike around the city. Come on. Just one of the things that I looked at when I was planning me. this at first was I was going to carry a spot, but it turns out spot only has one satellite that can like cover the area as far south in Patagonia that we were, so it's not very accurate. What? Ah, so if something happened to, to us, it, they wouldn't be able to triangulate. There would only be one point of reference. Um, these that guys sucks. use, um, so they've been, it was Delorme. They were bought by Garmin. Yeah. They have, yeah. I'm pretty sure when I was researching it, they have more satellites in the sky than Russia, technically. Um, That's definitely fake it. news. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a personal locator beacon and I'm able to like send text messages and it keeps our, uh, site updated that just like our family and friends have access to so they can see like where we are. Yeah. And it's kind of like a spot, but it has a lot more functions well, and it'll tell you the weather yeah yes. i was gonna say you yeah. can get a weather forecast yeah. for the exact spot you're in right yeah. mm-hmm. wow you know, weather forecasts you that's handy. we have it tracking us mm-hmm. yeah so what is it every five minutes every every 10 minutes ten so minutes. we're trying to work on the, our predecessors have left like rough trails that i've been able to kind of like build ours off of but we're trying to leave something a little bit more detailed for the next generation for of totally kid? insane people yeah for moon kid oh, yeah. you hear that moon kid that's for you that's right making this for you. <laughs> the track for the, you it's actually for the fkt record that they're going to set. Yeah. I heard I heard Buck 30 was heading down there to go for that. Oh, boy. So, I so, hear he hiked the whole oh thing in a week. So take us back to, you started, you started right before Thanksgiving. So talk to us about, you know, where you've been so far. Uh, everywhere within a five-foot radius of where we've walked from Tierra del Fuego to... So, yeah, take <laughs> us through Cusco. that. Like, like, Pisac, right? You know? Pisac, is that yeah. right? Pisac, yeah. Pisa. What mountain range did I know that? Through, How did I know that? You know, so high points, you know, highlights, I all mean, those types of things. Yeah, it's, it's tough Low to say lights. the highlights because a lot of times our highlights are might be different than it's okay. something other people might be moment. interested doesn't in. Matter. doesn't yeah. matter. So we basically followed the, the Argentine-Chilean border, which was another interesting thing about maps. I don't know if you were staying on the Chilean side, but um, if you try to get an Argentine map in Chile... It doesn't exist. If you try to get Ooh. a Chilean map in Argentina, it doesn't exist. I, sm- hmm. I smell an entrepreneurial <laughs> opportunity in South We've America. We've been thinking about you that. You could just piss sure. everyone off. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was another part of the map issue. But So we were basically following the, um, the border because that's where the mountains are as well. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that got in our way were giant glacial lakes and glaciers. At in the, Patagonia. At the beginning, down in Tierra del Fuego, we're on the Senos, so like these big bays. So that's how we ended up like below sea level one time getting chased in by the tide because I was like, look, Hell a yeah. shortcut if we just go straight. <laughs> and then like we got yeah. chased in by the Uh-oh, water. The tide's coming in. We ended up, yeah, <laughs> we ended up like spending the night with a bunch of penguins. Um, oh, some, those penguins are so great. <laughs> yeah. They're really chill they're little so guys. They're so cute. Oh. Chill little dudes. And so uh. you have to sleep in their right? 
I mean, honestly, at this point in the walking, like when your souls are just like so beat out, like we find ourselves like veering for the like llama poop patches Mm because it's so much softer. Yeah. So it was like the sinless, the oceans. And then we started going through Patagonia was a lot of forest. Um, Lengas. Yangas. Yeah. Yeah. The Lengas. Yeah. I've been to South America. Mm -hmm. Oh. Many years ago. From the forest of Patagonia, we kind of like came into the central more of like the mining regions. The We saw a lot of like the, um, actually first it was the hydroelectric dams, the mega dams. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they were like, I don't think that your people would just understand like right now we're just trying to fight off these huge dams. And I'm like, let me tell you about this place. Cool. Let me tell you about my people. <laughs> yeah. We've got a bunch of people sitting out of winter in Montana right now. And they're like, what? Like every single person thought they're the only ones like fighting dams. And then, Moving into the mining regions, and then we went up, um, we kind of veered east of the Atacama because we didn't want to hit like straight into the desert, so we just kind of right. stayed on the high plains of Argentina and walked in there like defunct railroads yeah. that all the locals called La Villa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what they walk. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's, and that's just like the regular like pedestrian way, and by that way, we, we walked up to the border um, with Bolivia. Bolivia. On the, when you were skirting oh, wow. the Atacama, what was the water situation like? Toxic. Oh, it's just all brine. There's this place in northern Argentina where there's so much arsenic in the water Ooh. that the locals have adapted because they on. drink God. it. Yeah. So their arsenic but levels not, are. Like, my arm was totally normal until we walked through that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's not. Um, is it from mining or is it just from the natural minerals? It's from mining. Okay. Yeah, it's well, upstream well, right mining. So what? Yeah. How does that impact your hike? What do you drink? Well, but there again, it's the same, like as we talked about earlier with the people feeling responsible for your well-being while you're on their trail. Like when you're crossing their land and you don't have access to something that you need to live, like that's on them too. So we mm-hmm. we even, we had a dude in a giant like gas tanker truck in the middle of nowhere, like pull over right in front of us. And he's, and he was trying to like drop off like water and snacks and like run back to his truck before like I could assault him. But I like <laughs> ran up and was like, ooh, I gave him a big hug. And he was just like, I've just seen you girls out here walking, looking so determined for two days. <laughs> I don't know where you're going, but like, and you never accept rides. So I just thought, and so it's the same wow, sort of like cool. the community has carried us that's through. Cool. Yeah. And so now, well, well, so you, wait a minute. You, so you've made it as far as Pisac in Peru, which is in kind of and the, the Wailas, Peru. And the Wailas. What, say that again. We came, we came down, we came through the wilderness <laughs> and yeah. to Pisac, and then we like walked up the Sacred Valley. Uh-huh. Um, we went up to Agos Calientes. Mm-hmm. Did and you then go and then, ma- and then tag, tag Machu Picchu, and then kind of. <laughs> we brought our moms for that. Oh, oh, oh really? Cool. Yeah. Everybody's mom. Yeah. Everybody's mom wants to see Machu Picchu. Yeah, dude. That's everybody awesome. and their mom should yeah. see Machu Picchu. Did you take the bus up or did you hike up? Moms took the bus and you. Hiked. I, no, dude. I hiked with my mom. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. and she brought her like. High school that's a, crew of friends. That's a stout wow. hike. Ah. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the sacred And road. then you're, you're crossing the switchbacks on the road. You're like, yeah, we could be on the bus right now, Mom. And the bus like, goes by. And you're like, okay, cross uh-huh. the road. Next switchback, next bus goes by. Yeah, like, okay. we'll, we'll be fine. Right. We'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, so actually we're further along on our trek than that, but we're also further south on our trek because the Andes make this really inconvenient um, mm. swing. Loopy. Yeah. Over. Mm. So we've been walking south, south, north for... South, wait a minute. Kilometers. South, south. Nobody says south, south, north. Oh, we do. What does that mean? <laughs> we make like up south our own is like this. And south, south, south by southwest or south by south. We basically like Cusco is north. kind of in the middle, and yeah. Pisac is on the east side of Cusco, and then Andahuaylas is on the west side of Cusco, and we 
the sacred valley kind of goes north to Aguas Calientes, and uh-huh. then there's a valley that goes south. Okay. South, south, north. Okay. Peace and back. so what happens when you get to the end of that valley? Then we go north, north, north. Yeah. Is the idea. Like triple north. We've been right now, the really cool, like what I have thought has been really cool actually since um, being in northern Argentina is we hit the um, Cuapacnian, which is like the ancient Inca roads, Mm. which has been really interesting because like in some areas it's preserved, like what you're talking about, like in the areas around Machu Picchu, like really well preserved. Other areas it's like, it's been used so long that it's this furrow that's about like six, seven, eight feet deep in the ground. That's just amazing. And you come around the corner and like the locals have been like, oh great, there's like a ready-made hole in the ground for us to throw our trash into. Right. And so you're you're like, oh, like someone's dog died. Oh, oh, yeah. I wonder if they're going to finish that sandwich. Like that's fair game now, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, if they eat our bodily fluids. Yeah. It's, it's all fair game. <laughs> and those are always right uphill from the like water supply. So. Of course. Uh, of course yeah. they are. You guys are obviously doing something a little different because you're in Colorado right now. And yet the hike is not done, right? You're probably heading to what? Prudhoe Bay, like somewhere in north, north, north Alaska where you hit the, the Arctic. Arctic Ocean. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, you're section hiking America to America. Is that kind of the idea? Like, I mean, if a section hike can be a year long, I don't know what you would call a section hike. No, maybe a we're year lashers. Long? No, like a section hike is like a month. Can we just not but, worry about but the not when it's when it's twenty thousand miles? Yeah, nothing I, but a section hike. I know. I think that this like can kind of like bring in the GPT component of it, and okay. like the reason is like we're not in a rush. Like this isn't we're not going for an FKT, and I think that was the reason that we we're able to enjoy the GPT when other folks are when they want to like cover big miles. Like okay. we've had days that we've covered four kilometer days and like nearly died wait, for wait, it wait. two or three four times. Kilometers? Four condor kilometers. Okay, and that's as just the condor flies, the, the terrain the was flies. so difficult. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, it was like a a huge like vertical drop yeah. down, like Across. underpants it was crossing like, it was of like a river, rock climbing, and then like straight back glacial up. fed rivers. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah so that's where we started to learn to lower our standards but that yeah. was also it was like that first week down in argentina is when we realized like we can either like be in a rush and yeah. miss what south america has to teach us or we can give it the time that it demands and so we've kind of been going with that because we stop when the seasons say stop when it's like i'm going to rain on you every single day yes <laughs> like, also like, like lightning right snow now. oh yeah you're at fourteen thousand feet and there's nothing growing <laughs> around you and that llama next to you just got struck by lightning you're next <laughs> wait wait did you have you seen llamas get struck by lightning at fourteen thousand feet we have not but we okay. did run across a field yeah. to a town where we met a woman whose brother had been killed by being struck by lightning. She ran into town. I was having diarrhea out in the field. <laughs> I was running into town. Oh, let's talk about that really quick. So, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. I no, no, no. S- how what, how what, many what, years, how many years do you think this will take to get to the Arctic Ocean? Like, any guess? It's my first five-year plan I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Five-year plan. Five awesome. Years. Uh, and, and so you've already put in two years. Mm-hmm. So Two years, 500-something walking days. And you think, yeah. like, the next stretch, you think you'll... Get done with South America? Our goal is the Caribbean by Ooh. the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. Central, hey, Central America. March 5th, we fly to Lima. Oh, okay. Isn't it still going to be raining then? It is. Yeah, but you want to keep going. We like to keep our standards really low. So okay. if we like yeah. start at the tail end of yeah. the rainy season, yeah. like... 
Yeah. It just gets better from there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like Gears all fresh right See? then. It yeah. still works. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Test it out right off the bat. <laughs> Wait, so I want to talk about, you talked about diarrhea. How, <laughs> Go on. So run um, with it. Don't. Like, how, how has the South American cuisine treated you, especially as you've, as you've headed north into Bolivia and Peru? Like, have you had bowel distress? Like, are, or are we, you accustomed to it? Or, like, how's it going? So we didn't really have much intestinal distress until Uyuni. Yeah, or until Bolivia. Like, yeah, until Bolivia. Why? Okay. Which is to be expected. Why? We, we thought it might have been the, the street food. Because the water and the things are cleaner no. in Chile and Argentina. They're just a little bit more. They definitely more, know more about sanitation. They're not, they're not third okay. world. They're not mm-hmm. third world. Not, yeah. You know, Bolivia is not necessarily third world. Some nowadays. regions of it, I would but say. Somewhere, yeah. But it's, it's, like, it's like serious Latin America, whereas like Chile and Argentina are kind of like North American Latin America. Here's, here's like a, here's a South American tradition in Bolivia and Peru that we really enjoyed is like they don't, it's awesome because they just use like metal bowls and metal spoons and... Um, they get like thrown into like a thing of water and then taken mm-hmm. back out. Mm-hmm. And everyone is very precise in like using one of their like napkins. That's like, I don't know the thickness of nothing. It's one. It's <laughs> like a half apply. Yeah. It's oh. a half, yeah. It's a, it's a half, it's okay. a half, half ply. And they like all like ceremonially like rub the spoon with it. Like they're cleaning it as if they're cleaning it. It's, and then you like, set to eat and like uh, it's not so nothing got cleaned no nothing gets <laughs> yeah. cleaned at any point down there wow. <laughs> that's why nobody down there has you know autoimmune diseases because everybody's got everybody's germs that's yeah because right. they're tough i mean you got you have to either get accustomed to it and in order to get accustomed to it you have to suffer but most of the the natives down there have suffered in their childhood so they're mm-hmm. not suffering when they're you know adults no they're, they're still suffering oh, I, yeah. we talked to a really, really? A, a relatively or a quite illuminated man in southern Peru where he was like in my country we're still dying of diseases that we shouldn't like diarrhea and polio yes. Yes. in your country you're dying of new strange diseases like mass shootings and then he just looked <laughs> at me and I was and like obesity <laughs> oh yeah and mass obesity. shootings and obesity and yeah. I'm like well then that's well, that dude's pretty worldly. Yeah. He's, he's got it. He's like, yeah, <laughs> that's what wow. happens up north. Yeah. I got a really terrible case of um, diarrhea after a trip to Mexico a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I flew right from Mexico to Michigan to see my parents. And the next day I woke up and I was like, oh, I have diarrhea. Ha ha ha. That's funny. And, uh, and then it kept happening throughout the day. And I even like said something to my mom about it. And we're like, ha ha ha, diarrhea, like making a joke about it. <laughs> And then uh, in the evening, like something happened, like I had just lost too much fluid and I... You took a turn. I took a turn and it, it, was just, it was kind of a bad situation. My parents, my mom, God bless mothers, she took care of me when I was in a very difficult way and uh, they had to take me to the ER and uh, they, they actually were like, you're in a dangerous situation. Like your blood pressure has dropped so low because you're so dehydrated and we joke about it, but... Like that happens a lot in in other countries where people, especially babies and children, they just die mm-hmm. from having yeah. diarrhea because it's a normal it's thing. It's crazy, and yeah, seeing really people crazy. crawling on the ground with polio, like yeah, wow, pretty no regular thing, which has been eradicated here in the in the rich world, except for yeah. in Boulder where they don't do immunization. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, where it's coming back. <laughs> yeah, because people are like, oh no, so, it causes uh, autism. Yeah. yeah, I have a question from Special. Ooh. Hi, Spesh. Hi, Zool. Miss He's, you guys. He says, I'm really curious about their food resupply generally. What are they eating? How difficult is it to find food sources? What are some things that are 
quote, normal, unquote, what things are unique to the region? Have they eaten guinea pig yet? Hey, now. Kui. There is no real postal system Hmm. down there. So we basically just walk into town and see see what's there. We've been able to... You start knocking on doors. uh, Make a guesstimate of, like, what we can expect to find, depending on if... Number one, if the town exists on Google Earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Number two, if the town um, looks like a town on my GPS or not, but that's still pretty unreliable. So, yeah, we usually just resupply in the towns that we go through. On the fly. So what are you eating? Like pounds and pounds of Maria's? and I don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Um, <laughs> You'll eat those when you get to We don't school. measure in pounds. Kilos. 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 Yeah, kilos and kilos kilometers and up in kilos. here. <laughs> uh, um, rice, oats, and cereal, Arina whatever. Crackers. Uh, we've crackers. actually moved away from, we started. Did you move away Because of through hiking, we were like, oh, yeah, crackers. And everyone down there is like, well, I know how to make bread. Uh, oh. You can find fresh bread. That's Unfortunately, cool. it's all white bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that gets old pretty quick. But yeah. um, cheese, especially through Bolivia and Peru, they like, there's yes. always somebody in the in the town that makes cheese, so we can find That's fresh cool. cheese. Five what gallon bucket full. What of about flies? meat? What uh, red? <laughs> so, but there is there is always a uh, oh, what's the Spanish word? Casaneria. Carniceria. Carniceria. Yeah. Right. There's always especially next to the, in the bigger towns, Right. Yeah. The oh, next is... to the hardware store. Hey, yeah. 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 The taqueria and yeah. the zapataria. <laughs> yeah. So you could get your peluqueria bolts and then some salami. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> they don't really do much like preserved meat. No. You can buy it fresh. Uh-huh. And then, so that's a concern for us going onto the trail because yeah. we don't want like meat. Like raw red meat. Yeah. Like, we'll yeah. give you yeah. half. Like we had a guy offer us a goat and I was like, we can't carry a goat's worth of meat. He was like, I could do half a goat. <laughs> like, like, well, then like, it's not even going to be able to walk well. So <laughs> no like, interest in that. You need it smoked, right? You need it yeah. smoked and preserved. Exactly. Or, you know, they so. do. They make cherky, cherky, which is like um, it's their impression. I'm not sure. One of our theories about South America oh, is it's like jerky. It's right. Well, it's, it's like, like it's they grasp the Peruvian take on jerky of some sorts. It's right? Like they grasp the concept but miss the point. Uh-huh. Mm. So it's like That's tough okay. meat. Yeah. But it's not Hard like jerky meat, yeah. yeah. But it's lately, more like a but pulled it might pork not stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it is more pulled pork. But Yikes. lately, it's mostly been like alpacas and llamas. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we've been going to tuna. Like, I don't like tuna or mayonnaise, but just because of our limited options. And yeah. their weirdly deep and abiding passion for mayonnaise. They have entire aisles of mayonnaise. They have like vat sacks of mayonnaise. Oh. Do, they have, do they have disposable packets or yep. do you carry the jar? They have packets. All okay. of them. They have like yeah. bag, they have bags of screwy lids. Sometimes you can find olive oil mayonnaise. And olive oil flavor. Oh, you nice. can find spicy flavor. What about elotes? Sweet. Do they put it on a stick with some corn and like. We're not into the land of elotes right now. Yeah, I was okay. going to say, I don't know not what yet. that is either. Where is the land of elotes? Elotes are delicious. Mexico. Mexico. Oh, okay. Parts of Central America. You'll see. Too. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. As you head north. Or, or, or mayonnaise in your future. It's going to oh, be awesome. Oh, can't wait. But it sounds like you guys really embrace the kind of crazy adventure of it, right? Like, you I mean, that's you can't yeah, be like I mean, upset about this. You, you have to no. take it in like the exciting, like, oh, what are we going to find in this town? What yeah, is, right? I mean, we've talked about it quite a bit and we've just recognized that like this whole trip is just an exercise in evolution. Hmm. It's just all about like 
adapting and adjusting to what we come into and being like, well, what's going to happen in Bolivia? Oh, okay, it's going to get cold and it's going to be winter and it might get windy and what's going to happen in Peru? Oh my gosh, what are these mountains? And a lot of times if there's like more than five buildings that I can see like from Google Earth Pro, then we know there's going to be something there. But usually it's mostly like you just like start knocking on doors um, until you like the find the lady who maybe has some extra flour and then she'll be like, yeah, like I'm making dinner for my family in three hours. Like you guys can come like for dinner and we're like, wow. awesome. And do you, do you pay her? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, okay. I think that's one of the largest things that we can do because what we're on are actually like historical routes or the greater Patagonia trail, which is a route right now. These folks are trying as hard as they can to understand tourism because I, I definitely believe that this is one of the ways that they're going to be able to protect their natural resources and not be like selling them off or just littering them and being able to say like, Hey, like maybe don't take a dump right in mm-hmm. like the street into your town because someone might be walking in is, um, it's a, it's a pretty compelling way to make the case yeah. for them. And so providing them with some funding and making them realize like, Oh, like we can make money off of these suckers. If I just like make bread, which I do every day anyway, mm-hmm. has been, um, one of the big things that I feel like is pretty important in what we're doing because how, there are other people coming through wanting hiking this. How does that work out? Do you like, in, in, like the specifics? Do you're like, after they make you the bread, you're like, here's some money for the bread or? Depends. Do you uh, offer the money? You got to feel it out. You got to feel it out type of thing. South American cultures, um, they're not as direct as we are Americans. Yeah. I think that's yeah. another one of the reasons that like the FKT culture and like through hiking is, is we're able, you're able to just like have your mission and go for it. And there it's a lot more about relationship, investing the time with the person. There is always like a component of gift giving mm-hmm. at some stage. So whether it's like a carrot that Neon carried in her like back porch <laughs> for some reason or like a head of garlic or a sticker for their kids you begin by kind of casually presenting a gift or well, you begin by asking for something very basic. Do you have water or can you tell us where water is? And then that gives them the option of saying, Oh yes, we have water come into our home or like there's a toilet over there. (laughs) And then you're like, all right, I know what kind of person I'm dealing with. So you begin by asking for a fundamental, then you present a gift, then you invest some time and answer some questions. Um, and then usually within like two hours to three days later, you're released <laughs> back into the wild. Yeah, yeah, so it sounds like your FKT attempt is just completely negated yeah. by the whole Latin American culture. You're just like, this is too slow. I got to hike faster. Can you guys talk a little bit more about the culture? Because I mean, like I, it's South America, but obviously you're going through many different countries. Have you noticed big differences in terms of different countries and regions? And maybe talk a little bit more about that. Like, is it warmer people as you get to the equator, or is it, it you know just just elaborate? Yeah, it's it really depends. We notice in, and this may be because it is more remote and they don't see as many people. But in Patagonia, people are so friendly and so kind, and just like give far more than they necessarily even have to give. And so I think that's a big part of our recognition. What we realized after a while was like, we have to say like, it's the, what was it? It's the, um, the guests. It's the guest, it's the guest's responsibility to say when enough is enough. Like we've had literally, we've, that was one of the early opportunities I had to be like, man, these, these, there's a, there's a different thinking down here because this person was literally trying to give us like his last piece of bread. And I'm like, wow, we might like we're hungry right now, but like whereas like as a through hiker, like oh yeah, like trail magic. I deserve trail magic because I've done all of this. These are folks who have been out working in the fields, raising six children. Their husband has been gone for eight months, and they're still going to try to give you their last piece of food. 
Yeah. Big. So Absolutely. that's why the presenting something back is kind of big and just finding ways to sneakily do it. And so when mm-hmm. you're asking about money, sometimes if they seem like a person who's trying to get business oriented, then like we'll like straight up make it into a, a transaction thing. Mm-hmm. But most of the time we end up like hiding money. Like we tried, yeah. we tried to hide money from this family who let oh, us yeah. stay in their cellar. And like the mother like came and like chased us down the next day. And she's like, you forgot 20 soles at our house. And I'm like, we did not forget that. And she was just like, she hugged it to her, she hugged it to her chest. It was like this weird, Aww. like crying in the street type moment where she was just like, I was like, yeah. So, but it is very much feeling it out. But like, we've had such cultural different, like in some areas, yeah. they, in the South, everything is a beso. Like you, oh, I don't know. I just kissed your microphone. <laughs> yeah. But you like, you go the cheek thing. to cheek and you kiss. And then in, yeah. in other areas, it's like two kisses. And then yeah. in Northern Argentina, there was this weird little pocket where they would always say adios, even if they like, at first I was like, I think they want us to leave their town because everyone's just telling us goodbye. And then I saw them doing it to each other. And I was well, like, it's like, oh. hello as well. So and much they, aloha. Like aloha. Yeah. Yeah. Shake, and then they shake hands in Peru, right? Um, yeah, dude. Peru now that we're Bolivia. in Peru and Bolivia, yeah. they'll like be across a field and you know what's going to happen because they are approaching you like this. <laughs> With their hands <laughs> hand straight out. out. Hand out. Yeah. Hand out. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. We're, like, we're like, we're just walking past and they'll come like chasing you down with their hand out. Like, no, you don't understand. It's been me and my llamas. Right? <laughs> All day. All all day, I'd love <laughs> to say hello. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and again, going along with that, um, not di- like a very different culture that's not as direct. It's like people will stand in their yard as we're passing, and we we will we will initiate, and then once we initiate contact and start talking to them, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, where'd you come from?" And then it becomes a whole back and forth, as opposed to like wow. a lot of people would just walk by because they weren't approached. And I think, like, that's one of the interesting things on the greater Patagonia Trail. There's enough folks who've walked by, but they don't maybe have as much command of Spanish, and they're just focused on their hiking. So these folks whose backyard you're literally walking through are like, there's been these really strange-looking people, and they just, like, appear from one side of my backyard and disappear out the other. Do you know what's happened? (laughs) (laughs) So so you're suggesting Uh, that maybe if you were the type of person that had, I don't know how to put it, like, no... Cultural antenna, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe you. Would I had enjoy. to be taught quite a bit. <laughs> yes. Maybe you wouldn't enjoy something like the Greater Patagonia Trail. Maybe a maybe, huge, yeah, a huge piece of it is definitely that that cultural component and being able to um, perceive and appreciate that because it is difficult because it slows you down dramatically. But like that was what we got. We w- we planned. I went down when we started this hike, like in complete through hiker mode of like, all right, we're going to get there. And within two days, we're going to be walking north. And then like two days later, we're like drinking mate, hopped up, going to the bathroom like 40 times a day. And like <laughs> we've befriended the entire town. I'm like, right. what the hell happened? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, South America. Like have to slow down. A yeah. Hey, we've got to take a break. Okay. Uh, we will finish this discussion when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Neon and Fidget are in the house. Hey, baby, you ever had your mountains hiked by a fat guy in a Columbia shirt? Yeah. That was... That's what? one of the... 
craziest promos. Wow. That is I don't, fantastic. I didn't even know. I can, I, know. can I ask who James Chapman is? I don't know who James Chapman is, <laughs> but he sent us one of the best promos we've ever gotten. We also had a promo earlier from Moon Kid. Yeah. And I just wanted to mention, since we're talking about her odyssey, Moon Kid is actually trying to do something similar. He's very much in awe of you guys. We've been messaging a lot. Um, and he is, if you look for him on Facebook or Instagram, The American Hike. So you can follow him as, as well if you're looking for more people to, to follow. But he's definitely following your breadcrumbs, so he's pretty excited. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was also very excited for the show. So. And he's a friend just, of ours. We yeah. actually hiked with him a bit in New Zealand. Um, briefly, <laughs> and then we saw him again at the end when we finished, yeah. and we've just kind of kept in touch over the years, and then he just decided, I need to walk from yeah. America to America. And I will say that I think he's he's also taking a similar approach of he has no specific goals of you know length or time, and definitely embracing the culture. A lot of his posts have been uh, posts of gratitude for the culture and the people that have helped him out, so I think that's pretty cool. I mean, he's that kind of guy anyway. Uh, a lot different than uh, someone else I know. And, oh, um, wow. That's, that's not kind. What? what? That's I, I'm what? not saying who it is. Okay. Uh, so, anyway. So Damn. unkind. The American Hike, if you want to follow him. Yeah, go ahead. We carried Pema Chedron for one of our years and would just like read daily passages. And one of her um, pieces, or one of the points that she makes is that expectation is a predecessor to disappointment. Yes. Oh. Um, so, mm-hmm. we have been repeatedly reminded this you can have your expectations, but just be prepared to drop them every yeah. single time you pick them up. It's like unnecessary gear. Speaking mm-hmm. of expectations and disappointment, we back from the <laughs> 1980s, ladies and gentlemen, we have Zima, the malt beverage that was that was sweeping the nation by yeah. storm in like 1985. Actually, I don't even know when. It might have been like yep. late 80s. Thanks, but anyway, thanks to Frito Roll Tiger. Garcia. Frito apparently was resurrected last summer. There's Frito a six pack of this. A, a Is six that pack. Yeah. Yes. Less gear, more Zima. And I got to tell you, like, <laughs> just the smell of Zima kind of reminds me of fingernail polish. But the taste, there's a little acetone less, type smell. Less um, Dyneema, but more the taste Zima. is pretty. <laughs> the taste is pretty benign. What, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, like it doesn't it, taste like anything. It tastes like, like it, it tastes, tastes like dirty water. I think it tastes like bubbly water with a little bit of a simple syrup in it. I would say it's very easily quaffed. out of order. Smell this easily quaffable. <laughs> Stick your nose. It in It tastes this like lowered standard. Tell me if you don't <laughs> smell like tastes like lowered also, we we've uh, we opened another beer over there. Well, yeah. I, 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 I don't have, have a lot of experience with beer. Uh, l- <laughs> Good point. Disco, can I have some vacuum tubes? Uh, dude, we don't have vacuum tubes tonight. I'm so sorry. We had an iPad meltdown, and Wait I only minute. have Wait like a, minute. Listeners, a third listeners, of the sound effects that I, I normally have. I think this means that we have no sound effects. No, we do have sound effects, but well, we don't I have the vacuum I, tubes. I haven't really <laughs> heard. Finally, after six years. I know. Everyone's like, thank God. Wait, you still have an iPad there, but there's no sound effects upon there's i've like just that. got like the yeah. the skeleton he's got the proof. ultra light yeah okay sound so effects kit we're gonna take a uh we're it's like the take, ultralight hygiene kit we just came in but we're gonna take a, a a beer label reading break listeners are you ready new orthodox ipa series the fine stranger double dry hop saison 6.5 percent alcohol by volume ibu 36 16 fluid ounces Malt, pills, Vienna, wheat, rye, bat, boil, hops, Vic's secret. Mandarina. I think that boss tweet Dry might hop. be in running for Vic's beer of the year. Vic's secret 
Yeast French season. What about the Vienna? Hey, what about cold and drink fresh? What about the Vienna? Next, next sixteen ounce can. And you have fifteen seconds. Some goes on your shirt. Old Nation Brewing Vienna style lager, five point five percent alcohol by volume. IBU thirty six. Fluid ounces. Williamston. 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 Williamston, Michigan. Okay, very good. Awesome. Put this one back up. Anybody? So let's get back into the hike, people. All right. I have a question about the hike. Go. So, as as you ladies know, D-Lo, go. Or may know, I spent about four months in South America about 13 years ago, decades ago, decades ago. D-Lo, go. I'm an old man. Anyways, my question for you is, when I would roll into towns in Peru, particularly in Peru, and the kids, the young children would see me rolling into towns, I was in small towns, so I never really necessarily walked through the garbage dumps. Oh my God, get to it. So I wasn't walking through the garbage dumps, and the children would just run up to me and say, gringo, gringo, tiene dulces, and I always had dulces for the... What are dulces? Dulces. Sweets. Caramelos. Caramelos. Bonbons. Golosinas. So you're the reason there's a dentist on every corner. Yeah. With with a big tooth. Yeah. With a big tooth above their building. Uh, No, not necessarily. I was just one of many gringos. But anyways, my question for you is, when those children accost you when you roll into the village and and they roll up to you and they say, gringas, gringas, dulces, por favor, what do you do? Do you have dulces? Do you carry dulces for the children? Or do you keep them for yourselves because you're, you know, hiking <laughs> 20 kilometers, 25 kilometers a day type of thing. And it's like, no, nah, kids, these are for me. Yeah, we carry dulces for our own intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Generally with the kids, we try to trade mostly in information. Okay. Um, we affirm their understanding of like their languages that they speak, like Quechua and Aymara. So we'll like trade them a few words in English for some oh. words in Aymara mm-hmm. and make it um, more of an exchange like that. Because I believe because of people like you, a lot of people there have like gold plated teeth. Oh, yeah. They have yeah. like shapes and they have grills. Come I was on. talking, I was talking to a midwife Very who true. had like a star grill. stars. Yeah. What? <laughs> They'll get like a fake tooth, but it'll be gold and it'll have like a pattern in it. It's pretty common, and like a lot of the little kids, they all have milk rot. Yeah, so yep. they all have the silver front teeth. What's what's mm-hmm. milk rot? The kids fall asleep with a bottle in their mouth, and oh, so okay. there's a tiny bit of milk or a nipple. Yeah, yes, or mm-hmm. a nipple, and so there's a teeny tiny bit of milk that they haven't quite swallowed that's between their tongue and the back of their front teeth, and milk, as you know, has sugar in it, and so it just sits there for the mm-hmm. five to eight hours that they're sleeping, and it just slowly. Day after day after day, rats away their teeth, and they all get silver teeth. And then they grow wow. up and they chew coca. Yeah, and the coca will just take care of the rest of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's a good question. Did you drink mate de coca when you got north? Mm-hmm. Every day. Does we it, chew it straight. You don't. You did. Did you Absolutely. It? I chewed it once, and I felt like I had been to the dentist. Like my face <laughs> yeah. went numb. On yeah, the exactly. Side. Did you like the charcoal? That's not good. Did they mix the charcoal in with it? No, I just had. Oh, leaves. you just had like that big of a nut. That's um, been one of the biggest trading things that we actually you always carry some of that and. Uh, give that to people because mm. you can you can always tell who chews it because they have like the big chipmunk cheeks uh-huh. mm-hmm. and they always have a honk in they were like oh, this will make you feel better and I was like my face is numb I'm not <laughs> sure so I would drink better I would drink the mate de coco when my stomach was completely really upset in Peru yeah. and it would like settle it it would settle it yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be like a little bit more elevated than I would if I just drank regular caffeinated tea. It, it, it didn't have that potential effect on me, but it oh. was like 
I just want to like settle my stomach and the mate de coca would like, especially when I was eating the street food in Peru and I was mm-hmm. starting to get sick. It was like, that would settle me a lot. I, I know Dilo wants to talk more about his trip, but I, I think we should probably, <laughs> we should wrap this up. <laughs> we have a lot more to cover. I was in Peru. POD, we have so much more to cover tonight. We're but only not like of your trips. Not of your trips. No, my trips were like 13 years ago. It doesn't even matter. All right. Well, tell years. us, tell our listeners how can What's folks follow you next? once you get back on trail March? Where can they go to follow along? And where can they hear you while you're in the States? Oh, man. Where we'd love to funnel people is to our website, www.her-odyssey.org. And we write a story that comes out each week there. Um, So we've got about 1,000 subscribers on that. And then... Oh, now at the trail show bump, you're going to be like a million. You're, you're looking yeah. at like at least 100,000. I hear a huge yeah. audience in Cuba. At least oh, yes. one more. Yeah. Yes. Um, at least it, one more. And we have order. Can you subscribe right now, please? Yeah, how, right I'll now. <laughs> Can I just borrow your phone, actually? Yeah. <laughs> it's not locked, right? Um, and then we have our Instagram, which is underscore herodicy underscore. And then our Facebook page which is just Her Odyssey. And usually, I think we're one of the first things that comes up when you Google Her Odyssey. It is, well. because that's how I found you guys. Yeah, so and, it makes it a little bit easier. are going to be giving some talks, right, um, before you go back down in March. Is have, have dates or times been set you want to share? Yeah, let's see. My, my next one will be here in Denver with She Jumps, actually, on February 8th. It'll be <gasps> the day before my birthday. And where is that going to be? Uh, why do you have to ask the difficult questions? I know. If you so go what, check out the Her Odyssey Facebook yeah. okay. page, you'll Excellent. see it listed there or the, the She good. Jumps page. And then okay. we're doing some talks in Oregon and Kansas City. Interesting. Kansas City, okay. no kidding. Yeah. Um, what else? Come on, this is so, our, this is so, our only shot. Yeah, guys. I know. I, well, on. no, that's not true. We can have on next year when they're taking. Oh, their that's break. true. You'll be taking another break. That'd be kind of cool. Come meet yeah. us on the oh, Come that meet be... us in Cuba. And you know, we had some. <laughs> are we getting to Cuba? You guys didn't get real lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got to Cuba. We went the wrong direction. I'll be very amazed. How did we get here? <laughs> we it's had like, we had to go across the ocean. <laughs> we have a friend who very generously um, calls what we're doing um, pioneering a route across the length of continents, but like actually, what we're doing is just getting lost in a northerly direction. Right. And as long we as you don't stop. It's just yeah. like what Billy Goat says. As long as like you don't go home, <laughs> you're you, still going to go. Do you guys know about George Megan? Yeah. He's been emailing me. Oh, come on. He's like, he sends me pictures of himself. It's no adorable. Way. Like so, when he was a boy, he's like, here was me on my first floating, on my first boat adventure. For folks he's that don't know, he, I think he was the first at least documented person to walk from yeah. the bottom of South America to the top of North America. And it took him, what, seven years? Yeah. And he wrote a book that is now out of print. But if you look around hard enough, long enough, you may be able to find a copy. I, I still haven't. He's found the grand. I've got. I've got a couple copies of it. He's the granddaddy of like he's our long guy. walking community, and he's just he's awesome. He he's, he's the Yoda. He of, had a wife who didn't speak much English, and she seemed to have interpreted that they were going to take a bus tour across South America. And after a couple of weeks of walking, she was able to communicate to him like, "I don't. This isn't what I thought." So he sent her home to like live with his mother in law and. When what? he got to Ecuador, she like came and visited him with their first kid, and then when he got to Alaska, she came like with both of their kids, and he just like walked. He pulled a little Yoshi cart wow. the whole wow. time, and he's yeah, he's definitely one of the first ones to have left a physical record. And then following him was Carl Bushby, and then the next generation of them that came through were Greg and Daya, and um, Joey Shanka. Okay, he actually just completed walking the length of South America about a year or so ago. 
And then I feel like we're kind Skywalkers. of Skywalkers. Yeah, we're now in like the the new generation mm. of them. The Skywalkers, Al Sur did um, all of South America, primarily walking roads. In 13 months. So it's pretty much Whoa. dime a dozen now. Is what yeah, you're basically. Like, like there's a crown from America to America. Get that FT. There's just no, there's no FKT because there's no like actual route to go. I mean, technically we have the FKT on the Greater Patagonia Trail because we're the only ones that we know of, I guess, that have through hiked it. The trail creator told us were the only ones to have through hiked it. Hmm. So at that time, so that was what mm-hmm. a year ago now. Yeah, that's pretty oh, cool. Can I, <laughs> can I just give thanks and praise to the trail creator? Because the trail Damn. creator, the trail creator, has advised us to have you on the trail show. Jan and Mei Lin are incredible yeah. human beings, and yeah. they definitely bring that international component and that appreciation for slow travel, which I think is what attracts people to the Greater Patagonia Trail. If you're slow travel. Yeah. The, it's the, it's the, you know, when it's I like lived, the slow food movement. Yeah, yeah, when I lived in Mexico, I'm going to I'm going to pull a deal and make it about no, me. Stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I lived in Mexico and I was working as an engineer, I often had to interpret between the Spanish speaking engineers and the American engineers and there was always a misconception because the Americans would get angry and they said, "He told me yesterday it would be done today." <laughs> and I said, "Well, what what did he say exactly?" And he said, he said mañana. And I said, no, mañana doesn't actually mean tomorrow. No. It means not today. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. One just, of our favorites in Chile is they would say, oh, si lo hago al tiro. Al tiro, like, yeah. in, within a throw. Yes. That could, like, somewhere within throwing distance of time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I like that. I like that. Huh. Cool. Well, thanks so much for uh, sharing your story. We're going to have some more stories from you guys about your conservation piece and uh, some trail tips. So before we move on, yes? we failed to do something at the front end of the show with a few donors. Oh, well I thought we'd do that during our donor time. Shout outs. I think we should do it right now. Okay. Let's call them out. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was, that was impressive. I don't know. Did that fidget? That's, She's the gas. Yeah. That's good <laughs> stuff. The gassy was guess? that the Zima or was Are you that? You could farter too. Dude, mad. <gasps> oh my God. Mad respect. We totally need to hang out some more. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, okay, so we've had some folks, some very lovely folks donate to the trail show. And what we don't have for those folks is an address to send them some trail show swag. That's right. Okay, so there's three people in particular that we that donated, and we reached out to them, and we never heard back from them. That's right. And we have swag for them. So, P.O.D., who are those people? Stephen the Hustler Russell, Eric Robertson, and Richard Baker, not Parker. Richard Becker. <laughs> Don't get in the boat, Richard Becker. Okay. Why, if, why, why did you just do that? I don't know, Dilo. I can't. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. But yeah, that was weird, man. What does Richard Baker have to do with your fake Indian So accent? those three people, just know that sometimes know, when man. we get donations, PayPal gives us an address, and sometimes it doesn't, but we always try to verify the address before we send something out. And for these three people, we sent thank you emails, and we have not heard back from you. And so, you know, if you don't respond, we're just going to have to give your stuff to out of order. And, and one so. more time, what were the names? <laughs> uh, it is Stephen Russell, Eric Robertson, and Richard Baker. Richard Baker, don't get on the boat, Richard Baker, don't get on the boat. Okay, I think we've... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Why? I might need another Zima. <laughs> I don't know, Dilo. I don't know what happened. Let's go to the next segment, man. I can't talk about Where's it. Where are the please. birds chirping there? Yeah. Okay. There are the crickets. Did you hear the crickets? I, I didn't hear the I crickets. Heard the All crickets. right. Should we do trips? Let's do trips. Okay. 
Do we need some musical interlude to? Uh, let's see if I can find something. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a limited soundboard. I've got a limited soundboard. Gosh, tonight, our though. listeners must be so excited. No, not acceptable. Turn this off. What? Stop. This is not the trips music. We don't this actually is the have Ask a trip. hiker. This yeah, is this the, isn't Ask a Hiker. This, this is, is the, the Ask a Hiker music. music. No, stop. The I, I just stop. I'm leaving if you don't stop this music. What is that a threat or a promise? Dude. Both. Because if you leave, we're just going to say, baffle Well, there's a lot of beer here, and I'll take some food, and I'll put it all in my bag, and I'll just I'll All just right, leave. trips. All right. Thank you. Um, I'll start. Okay, go. Uh, Disco and I went to Hawaii over Christmas. Hey, now. Aloha. Yeah. Mahalo. So we went to the Big Island. I need island. some Hawaiian music. Yeah, we went to the I Big need. Island. This was our third okay, trip play to the, the Big music. Island. Just Man, play nice. the music. Felici just do it. It's not Hawaiian. Whatever. Say. Yeah, this so is not Hawaiian music, <laughs> listeners. <not>. Be aware. Um, <laughs> we need some jegge. We do. Ain't got it. Jegge. Uh, so yeah, we went to the Big Island, and our friends, uh, the bow sharts or the sharts, as Disco is referring to I them. I did not say <laughs> that. Refer to them as the sharts. <laughs> yeah, I did not say that. Beauty. Yeah, he totally said. Okay. So yeah, fancy and tomato met us there, and we picked him up there. Airport. Gave them some lays. Oh, you had a car? Yeah, we rented a car, wow. and then we hung out and went snorkeling and did some hikes. Oh, I went up to the top of Mauna Kea. That was pretty cool. Nice. And it's a 13er, by the 13-er, way. 13er, and it there was is. fresh yeah. snow yeah. up there. How uh, much? How much fresh snow? Not much, but okay. Shardy and I had a little snowball fight. Nice. So that was good. I won. Fresh. And yeah, so that's what we did over Christmas break. That was kind of fun. That's my trip. It- I was I got sick on day three because Beauty was sick before, so I was I spent the whole time sick in Hawaii. Yeah, it wasn't the whole time. <laughs> was not the whole time. The first two days were good. More than two days. Two and a half. More than that. Don't. How don't many be days were you in Hawaii for? Uh, like also ten. My 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 uh, inflatable mattress had a uh, problem, and I had to sleep in the Matrix two nights in a row. But uh, is that the but type I of didn't car you rented? Care you rented a Matrix because we were in Hawaii, and I was okay. determined <laughs> I that did. it wasn't going to bother me. Even though I had to sleep like I was in the uterus again, like all curled up and bunched up. The seats didn't fold flat? Yes, but they're metal on the back. And uh, I didn't have a, a pad, so I was wow. like, oh, I might as well just Gosh. sleep uncomfortably on the seats for 40 minutes at a time. Bye, Felicia. But there's lots of coffee there, so it was fine. Kona coffee. That's yeah. right. Oh, some of the best. Coffee so and beaches. Who cares if you get a good night's sleep, right? <laughs> you need to sleep on the beach. Yeah. You went cross-country skiing? Is that what we heard? Twice, not what? just once, but twice. Whoa. How there's On not a been any snow. Day morning, I went cross country skiing when it snowed. In fact, the first time I was out on cross-country skis this year, it was a blizzard. That's right. The winds were blowing at about 30 to 40 miles per hour. The temperature was probably below zero. And I was skiing up the 4th of July road by myself. And it was fantastic. Except the only problem was on that ski tour, it was really slow coming down. Uh, Why? Because there was too much snow. Sticky. Ooh. Too much snow. And I was the only one there. And my tracks, by the time I came back down to them, were blown out. So it was slow. Not mashed potatoes. Just slow because I was breaking trail on the way up Mm -hmm. and on the way down. Mm. But then... Earlier this week, I think it was Monday, maybe yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Whenever it snowed last, I broke more trail. What? That's right. And this trail, I should not have been broken. 
breaking. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know why. Brokering. I didn't know why no one else had been there, but I figure the reason is because all of the downhill skiers had straight up when I went down and back up. But it was great. Broke trail, had some downhill turns. It was fun. Okay, man. Up yeah. in Summit County, actually, the Raven Golf Course. Um, they have a track that you can run for free on yeah. cross country skis. My skis it's awesome. My skis are too fat for tracks for flatness. They're they're backcountry too Nordic. Ph at with a ph. <laughs> yeah, the metal edges. Yeah, and they have some fish scales. They're just oh, like, then you want to go up to Zuma. <clears throat> well, that's why I do the backcountry stuff. Yeah, I, then you want to go up to Montezuma. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I would like Zuma. to go up to Montezuma. Montezuma's I know the area. I know the area. Disco trips. Uh, I've been snowboarding four times since it finally decided to start snowing in Colorado. Oh, yeah. And Weekdays when it snowed? Uh, actually, mostly Fridays, you Saturdays, did go up Monday, or Sundays. Though. I you did, did go up go Monday. Mm-hmm. For well, the Fresh Pal. Pow, fresh Pal and a free lift ticket. All you had to do was show up with some canned goods, and they gave you a free lift ticket oh, to use nice. at any point during the rest of the season. Cool. I have a season pass, so I don't really need it, but I figure somebody will come into maybe town. Maybe Out of Order oh, wants yeah. to come and try skiing. Maybe Out of Order. Yeah. Maybe, maybe oh. Mike DeLorenzo. Oh, I'll, I'll come, come to town. Dude, I got a free yeah, lift ticket come anytime with you your want. name on it. Yeah. By yourself. I'll come. <laughs> no, all my everybody. Everybody. <laughs> we'll everybody go down, I'll come by myself. <laughs> we'll, we'll go down Shag Nasty, which is right off the CDT. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. Yes. I like Monarch. I'm a big fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been there in years. Done and done. Triple O, have you done any trips? I did. Yeah. I uh, On my move out here, I went hiking in the Grand Canyon, went down what? to the river and back with a complete rookie backpacker and... Uh, she didn't cry once, so I feel like that was a Did big you win cry? for me. I think you failed your job. I well, I have a history. I think <laughs> about a seventy-five percent cry rate on taking <laughs> new people out into the backcountry. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I felt like this was a big progression for, wow. for her to not cry. It was huge. Um, I, yeah. Uh, so take that, mom, who talked a lot of a lot of junk before that trip. Um, yeah, I went there and I went to Arches and then now I've been in Boulder, exploring Boulder. I got, you know, anyone around here, feel free to tell me what to do. D-Lo, feel free to teach me how to cross country ski. D-Lo knows every hike. I could tell you, I could tell you what not to do. Would you like to hear that? That's useful too. Do not, (laughs) do not drive your car around Boulder. That's, Yeah. That's Actually, Disco and I were talking about you moving to Colorado and that there are some things that you need as a Coloradan. Remember we were talking about this, Disco? I don't. Tell me. So you need a a puffy coat with a hood. Okay. I got that. I got I got two I have three. Okay. Boom. But are they like winter or are they backpacking coats? I mean, they're backpacking coats. So I can <laughs> put them one on top of each other. <laughs> okay, okay. You need like a Michelin okay, okay. man. I'll like get one. better ones. I'll get better ones. Yeah. You also need really good boots. Okay. Not just like High tops, like maybe need. not in Boulder though. Yeah, Why do you but if you're going to explore out into the, well, to do what? Because like hiking, walking, like for Crested Butte, like it what? makes sense. Yeah, but it's true. But also, uh, anytime you're going to drive out into the mountains in the winter time, it's a good idea to bring your boots with you because if something happens, yes, y- you want to be able to have reliable good point. footwear that is taller than the snow yeah. Yeah. or slush. <laughs> okay. That makes so, sense. Uh, we did live in Crested Butte for several years, and you can't survive there without boots. So that's yeah. part of it. And then there was a third thing that we had talked about, which this case right now. I also recommend keeping an avalanche shovel in the back of your car. If you yep. do any travel into the mountains, it's a good idea. Not because you're going to get an avalanche, but it's pretty handy. Just getting stuck and burying your poop in the snow and stuff. So. Building <laughs> igloos. Building igloos. Flinging snow at people. 
when I was on my one of my skeet tours, there was a gentleman who was driving his uh, four-wheel drive pickup truck up the road that I was skiing up. He was heading out, and he happened to be off the road. Mm. And when I started skiing up towards him, I said, Sir, it looks like you don't want to be there. And he said, <laughs> Nope. Nope, I don't. <laughs> and he was a young guy. He was younger than me. Yeah. And he had a dog in the car. And I said, Do you want to push? And he said, Nah, I got a shovel. I'm going to shovel her out. I said, all right, tell you what, if you're here, when I come back, I can help you push. He said, that's a deal. And he wasn't there when I came back. Oh. So that's put good. a shovel in that's your car. <laughs> but when, when you and I, I don't know if you remember this, but when we I did do the remember Ring the this. Trail with Mags. That car should oh not have God. driven up that road that car, in the wintertime. <laughs> that car had, had been stranded for months, half submerged in a pond it didn't know it was driving into because oh of snow cover. You should not and it was abandoned. <laughs> it was abandoned. Like this car was given up And it up was a good dead. car. It was a new yeah, car. Yeah. It was a fancy car. It was like, yeah, why? That's like... That's like ten, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, like literal sitting up sunk there like, for like four months, you know. Anyway, what at what point do I get to look down on uh, tourists in the state? Oh, you you got <laughs> you got to get those you got to coats in a boot first. Okay, <laughs> what once you put the native bumper sticker oh, on your vehicle? <laughs> okay. And yeah. you get the hat, the hat. Oh yeah, the hat too. Okay, once you have both okay. those items, then you can. You can't put look those down. things on your car. Because you're not a native. It doesn't well, matter. Nobody cares. Nobody even I knows. I know. Nobody cares. But you can start now if you want, really. Okay, good. But good. you are also living in Boulder, so... Everybody knows you're not native. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and don't don't try to look too far down, because... Neon, anyway. what about you? Have you done any hiking trips, day trips? Besides hiking 5,000 miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the last month or so. Within the last month, I was... Um, actually visiting my homeland of Pennsylvania. Okay. So good trip. I have some good friends that really enjoy winter hiking and we went out on a 10 to 12 mile hike in the snow and we got back to the car and it was about a the car thermometer read 17 degrees. Yeah, that's cold for East Coast. Yeah, uh, and it had snowed the day before, so it was actually quite nice because a lot of times it'll snow but the ground won't be frozen yet. Yes. Mm. So you just like sink through the snow and into the mud yeah. of Pennsylvania. And this time you were just kind of like sinking into the snow. And you were like, oh, this is nice. I'm staying above ground. Okay. So, nice. Yeah, it was enjoyable. And it was really good to see hmm. them again and catch up. Right on. Awesome. What about you, Fidget? Any, anything? I've been I've been hiding out up in Summit County. It's been my spot, and I I hate walking. Okay. Um. So I've been doing pretty much everything I can besides walking. So I've been spending a lot of time ice skating out on North Pond and hitting Ooh. the cross country ski tracks and done some downhill and some backcountry. Um. And I'm not going to tell you about any of those because Summit is a terrible place. Everybody stay on. You the should yeah, come on. You should come on down to Monarch sometime. <laughs> yeah. Or Salida. No, no, no. Monarch. Both horrible places. You don't ever want to visit there. It's kind of no, not at all. Yeah, Summit yeah. County has Pretty no bad. trails yeah. or anything to or do. No, or no visitors either. Nobody yeah, visits. No, no honestly, Nobody this last holiday weekend, they were reporting, according to the news reports at the breakfast joint the next place, it was their highest numbers on like the mountain day, and I'd been out cross-country skiing with a friend, and we saw like three other people. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, so don't go to Summit. Okay. Awesome. We'll go to Tallahassee instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we had snow. <laughs> <laughs> There's photographic evidence. Oh, man. 
All right. Should we? Uh, what should we do, POD? Our conservation interview. Okay, let's, let's do, do this. Trail show listeners might remember uh, many shows back. We had Greg Trinish from Adventure Scientists yep. on the show. We interviewed him live via Skype. He was awesome, and the work that those guys are doing is incredible. And apparently, you all were able to par- participate in some sort of Adventure Scientist research. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. What did you do, and is it something you'll continue to do as the hike goes on? I really enjoy continuity and things and the cycle of it and the fact that he's left one of the primary routes off of which off of which we have built our route has been really cool to be able to find a way to give back to something he's created in light of that time that he spent hiking. So adventure scientists are now all over the world, and we really got interested in them when we started reading about their microplastics oh, yeah. research. That has been like fascinating just to see yeah. where all of that stuff gets to. And so we're like, oh, sweet, microplastics. Like, Let's get into that. And we're like, hey, we're super into this. And they're like, cool, we're not accepting anyone doing that anymore, but you can take photos of roadkill. <laughs> okay. And we're like, dude, that sounds like about our glamour level, right? actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've been photo documenting roadkill when we're on, um, road Mm. sections of the trail for the last couple thousand kilometers. And then, um, it's super convenient. It's just off of this app on our phone and it's really cool when you're feeling so far away from everything to feel like you're connected to a body of citizen science that's going on and contributing in areas where other people aren't. So now they've rewarded us with giving us the choice to join into their butterfly so like yeah okay well you say that because the idea is like oh butterflies way like better than dead things but like we've got buffs and dead things when you're trying to photograph them they don't leave yeah it turns out photographing living animals is way harder than a dead animal but that's one that we're looking at which is going to work out really well because peru has like two-thirds of the varieties of butterflies on the planet will like pass through peru no way yeah Yeah. there's so many they're so cool. Wait, they I have so many different climates. Through right. Right, sure. right, right, right. So approximately how many dead animals did you photograph? Ooh, at least 50? Yeah, 40 or 50. Did you, did you ever put any of them in like questionable poses before you photographed them or anything? So I've been photographing dead animals since well before this project oh, did you? was given to us. It was just kind of a thing. that. Oh. But like our favorite thing about it, nicely done, one of my favorite things um, about it is that you have to like put something in there for context for size. And I found this weird oh. doll head on the roadside. So <gasps> we've been using like baby face for scale. So we're trying real hard to freak out the scientific community, but it turns out they're really hard to frighten. Surprise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they look at dead things like, for a hmm, living. I wonder how big that doll head is. But I really enjoy like the citizen science component of it, just knowing that. Anybody, any lay person who spends time outside can be contributing data to people who can actually do something with it. Yeah, it was super cool. I did it on the when I was on the CDT. I collected information for them of like where different. It was just where different animals were, and if I could get a photo of them, live animals, so, live animals. Okay. Yeah. Real quick about the roadkill. Like, what animals have you seen? Is it all the same thing, or is it a, a variety, a buffet of different dead animals? A lot of dogs. Okay. It was so cool. Along the salt flats in Bolivia, there was one that was mummified by the salt. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, it was crazy. Its skin was still on it. Had like a little like mohawk going on. What? I'm not going to say that we posed it or anything, but it was really cool looking. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we're sampling the zombie dust as we uh, go dust. around. Zombie dust. Seems appropriate. Yeah. Right? This is not the 14% alcohol. No, 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 no. What's the 14% alcohol by volume? 
That's the malt liquor. That's the imperial malt liquor. That's not one. No, no, we haven't cracked that one. I, I don't think. Is that the is that the, the DKNY thing or whatever? Is that the Zima double? The double no, Zima? No, 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 no. There's no doubles. Come, Delo, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Come on. Where do you buy Zima nowadays? I, I don't know. It was shipped here from Michigan. Whatever you drink, if you spend time outside, you should check out Adventure Scientists and contribute your observations to a greater body of good. They do a lot and a lot of different studies as well. <laughs> so studies come and go, but you can continue like offering if you're traveling your, your around. Your data. So okay. for 2018, will you be doing both the roadkill and the butterfly project simultaneously? Or just the butterflies? We haven't been qualified to do the butterfly one yet because we oh. have to do a test sample, and it turns out Colorado in the winter is bad place really for the difficult test sample. To, no like, butterflies. Utah yeah. as well. Yeah. Tallahassee. <laughs> Tallahassee. No. No. Yeah, until it snows, <laughs> and then all bets are off. All the butterflies die, man. They're all dead. What do you do when all the butterflies die? You go Crying. to the land, the land of the passed away butterfly. Does the butterfly effect there. still exist if yes, all the butterflies it die? It, oh. yeah, it doesn't even matter. The dun, butterfly dun, dun. effect is transient. It's like trans, it's transcendental. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like crosstown traffic. Yeah, it's like crazy. <laughs> any, any other questions about adventure scientists and the research they're doing? No, it sounds awesome. It, it, <laughs> and real quick, I actually want to see some of the dead animal photos. Yes. Oh, do you? We'll like, put them on our Instagram feed. We could. Dead animals. We could do a collage. Show. A roadkill collage. Uh, you, you guys should do like a calendar. But this is science. We <laughs> have so many calendar <laughs> ideas. So many calendar ideas. <laughs> the dead animal calendar? <laughs> we have a where's me on calendar. Could a I dead have, animal calendar? Could I have a dead animal calendar if you put one together? In fact, I'll buy a couple from you. And I will put one in my house for my dead children to see. Dead animals or calendars? No, dead animal calendars. calendars. I want a dead animal calendar. I want to show it to my kids. Trail show fundraiser. Send it to my relatives, Come on. man. It'd be like, Happy New Year. Here's a dead animal calendar. <laughs> Here's a roadkill calendar. <laughs> <laughs> that Here's a llama. Because we've been yes. thinking of like selling ones of like you neon hidden amidst the shrubberies. Because we have this game called Neon. The shrubberies. And this yeah. amazing rain jacket that was the exact same color as all of Patagonia. And Is pants, that, the exact same color. Do you have a dead yeah, animal so I on just, your phone? It's so crazy because there's this... <laughs> Tell me this is a passion of yours. No, there's this doll head that has been around Salida since we moved there. We yeah. saw it like what do you mean? It's making it moves around. around Should we swap baby faces? I know, right? So there's this doll head that's been around in the, the S Mountain Trail system that I use a lot. And I often take pictures of it just because it's creepy. Yeah. It's just the head. And it's got this red hair. And I often take pictures of it. And then the other day I saw that it was broken. And I was so sad that the face got broken. And I, I took a picture of it. And I was like, when you said the doll head, I was like, I have to find that picture. Because yeah. I think you'll really it appreciate just made, it. Yeah. Somebody got all aggro and What's smashed the face. No, dude, that just means she, gained, she went up a level. Did somebody smash the dolphin? I don't know. I wasn't happened? there when the destruction happened. I just, huh. it was crazy. There's, just, there's been so many similarities. Every time tonight. someone looks at my doll face, they're like, oh, its eyes are closed. And I'm like, only when you're so, looking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, anyway. you were running one day, and the next day you were running, the doll face head was smashed. Is <laughs> it's that? not smashed. It's just broken. Okay. Yeah. So somebody But I was it. sad to see it broken because I've yeah. seen it in all kinds of weird. Can I see the broken it's doll? It's always head? in bushes, and it's always startles it you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <gasps> it's kind of around the same area oh of S Mountain. Oh, my God. You saw this on the trail? She's but beautiful. It, it's it's, God, it's always was, somewhere I been strange. And you're like running yeah, around and you're like, spooky. oh, God, you know? We'll post and a then, picture, picture yeah, and then Yeah, and then the other day I saw it and it was broken and I was like, oh, no. I, I, I think I would 
have been terrified that that would have happened to me if I saw that doll had smashed like that, and I would have ran as fast as I could back to the trailhead to get out of the woods if that if I would have seen that. All right. So, is there anything else that we haven't asked you guys about that you want to get out there about either the hike or your research or? or wait I see a minute. A question. I see out, a question. Out of order. Sorry. I was. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. Uh, this is just a question I have because a lot of a lot of people have asked me that me this question, and I don't really know how to answer. So, I want to ask you. Is, um, a lot of times on trips, people are like, "Oh, I would, I would love to do that," but I'm a woman, or I'm a girl, or my daughter, and um, that's why I really love seeing this trip because it's like, no, <laughs> you can do it. I, I think you do have to recognize there, there are different. Everyone faces different, different challenges. You know, it depends on a lot of things, gender, race, everything. But um, I love the empowering message just sends to every woman who's ever looked up and said, oh, I, I want to do this trail. So I just wondered if you guys could talk a little bit about that and that, that like what kind of, I don't know, just experiences you've had and as far as like encouraging other women to get out in the wild and, and you know, take on these incredible challenges. There's always a thousand reasons why you can't do something, but all you need is one good reason to recognize why you can. Um, before I set out on the Pacific Crest Trail, I was told like, no, you're too fat to do that. Like, no, you're a woman. And I was like, it came to a point where I was like, well, I can't say I'm not fat and I can't say that I'm not a woman um, because that's just not going to work. But I just know I'm going to go out there and give it my best shot. And so going out on this trip has been a lot of times just for the people to see like, one of the coolest encounters we actually had in Argentina was we ended up staying at this um, backpacking hostel oh, yes. and they were having a meeting and this little girl came and we're sitting <laughs> on the couch, Nian's knitting, I'm reading a book and this little girl comes and she sits in between us, folds her hands in her laps primarily and looks at us and she goes, I saw you walking. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, yeah? And she's like, you walked in front of my house. And we are like, okay. She's like, you had big backpacks on. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds a lot like us. Um, cause that's pretty much what we do. And she just talked about like how tough it was being an only kid and not having anybody to play with and how cool she thought it was that like there were two of us like walking past and, um, just got her talking about like what she wanted to do someday. And, and for me, that's, that's the message that I want to get out there is like, there's always going to be reasons that you can't do something, but you just have to find that one reason that you can, and like we get told a lot, like you can't. They'll say it's impossible. They'll, they, sure. Es imposible. No es posible. No es posible. They either say no es posible or no se puede perder. <laughs> like you can't get lost, or like you can't do it. And we just prove everyone wrong every single step of the way because we get lost all the time, <laughs> 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 and like still somehow we do it. So, and I I gotta say that message is really cool because for us, for people who are from say North America or European. Countries, there's a safety issue that we often consider, but I think even more powerful is the message that you're sending to little girls and young women in the countries that you're traveling with and where those those people um, legitimately have more limited opportunities and the girls especially are pigeonholed from the day that they're born. And for them to see one example of something different, I think, could make a difference. Maybe they're not going to become long-distance hikers, but Mm -hmm. it makes a difference of how they can envision a future for themselves or who they are or what defines them, right? For sure, yeah. A really cool one is like an artist that we met and after we, she opened her home to us, was incredibly kind, Marcela Stormesan was her name in Chile. Um, We walked on and then a few months later she sent us a picture of a painting that she had painted for us. Or like some climbing friends in Bariloche like created a new climbing route and named it after like our journey. 
And so it's just having the, such a wide variety of these effects and telling the Her Story series is about those kind of things, about women who are doing things that are unconventional, that challenge their communities, whether it's like leaving an abusive spouse, whether it's opening a business, whether it's calling mental illness for what it is and confronting it and moving forward with their lives without shame, whether it's beating cancer, like those are, we're all on our own odyssey and that's why it's her odyssey. Like we are not the her, we're all the her and our allies that are making Mm -hmm. this happen. So like asking questions like that, celebrating these kind of things is what's really cool. I think a lot of people don't realize, or like my, my thought on it is like the first step is always the hardest. So you got to get started. And then once it's like, the laws of motion, right? Yeah. Something in motion is going to stay in motion. That's right. So that sort of thing. And then, yeah, just the whole, the whole idea of it is, has evolved. Even us just being there will sometimes blow their mind. Like we realized pretty quickly that even just showing up is a huge thing. For sure. Hmm. Listening to them. But like, I mean, really, I can be in, like, we can be as inspiring as y'all want, but I came here to fight on behalf of the greater Patagonia Trail. Oh. <laughs> Them's fighting words. Yeah. Th- th- yeah. Those are fighting what words. Do you like, mean? I will... What do you mean you're, gonna, you're here on behalf to fight for the greater Patagonia Trail? Talk about that real quick. Because um... we're trying to wind down something, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, was this adventure scientist? Was this trail hey, we... tip? I don't know what's it, happening it's, anymore. It's all right. It's well, I'm encouraging them to go south by north, right? We're not and trying just... to get an FKT Yeah, here. I know. So talk about that. We already what is have this? two. Yeah, yeah. We... <laughs> Those just happen accidentally. <laughs> Wait, no, we you- love the Greater Patagonia Trail, and there's an international community who are going out there. I think that it definitely depends on what it is that you're going looking for. It's an adventure route <gasps> rather than a trail, and like how offended you guys were that there's not physical maps and that Jan advised against physical maps was probably the wisest thing he could do because there are people, mm. what he has seen that you guys have not is that there are people in South America who are like, oh yeah, we're printing maps for that, and then they sell these maps to people, but they right. don't have the most updated news. So mm-hmm. physical maps... Because this is a countryside that there are landslides happening, there are forest fires, there are volcanoes. Like They made this trail, a volcano exploded across the route, and then they had to wait for it to cool off enough so that they could like go figure out another way through it. So if you have an old map... Yeah, yeah. 2011. Wow. Like, there's active mm-hmm. volcanoes. So no, like physical maps aren't the greatest resource. It's constantly being updated. We have a Facebook group. There's constant like discussions. They went and tried to like do a tr- section of trail that is trail some of the year, and the other part of the year, like they were sending us pictures of I think it was actually Jan, Jan who was like, oh yeah, like <laughs> deep in water, mm. <laughs> just like and on that, the trail. Uh, that was the trail. Unquote. Yeah. So you can't really count on physical maps to be able to show that information. And if you're going there with certain designs, <laughs> um, it's going to be you're gonna you're not going to hit the kind of mileage that you're used to. You're not going to get yeah. the kind of support that you're used to. But if you're going there to understand... You're not going to get the big gulps that you're used yeah, to. Yeah, you're not... The yeah. Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. No free refills. No free refills. Are we, yeah. are we doing this again? <laughs> you have to be open <laughs> to the experience to be able to appreciate the experience. Because yeah. that was one of the big through hiker like mantles that we had to drop is yes. like defining ourselves by how many how many miles we do a day like if you didn't drop a big day like you're not really trying there we, we did have, four today yeah we did four kilometers and you know what but like that's where the lower standards helps because like we're not dead 
Yeah. Um, that became the... Yeah. We survived the, that was amazing. the down climb. We're not dead the, yet, guys. And, yeah. the, and the, we forded the river and we climbed back saying, up. I and, may nearly yeah. have been dashed against rocks in my underpants like through the, in the middle of this river, but like I didn't. And that's a win. Yeah. So the Greater Patagonia Trail is one of those ones if you're there to like take your time and maybe see a part of Patagonia because like if you go to South America and you go to Torres del Paine or you go to Fitzroy, you're going to see thousands of people in a day. Sure. We could spend entire weeks and seeing incredible landscape that no, you're not ridge running because it's the Andes because they're jagged. Like you can't be up there um, in the way that you can say on the Continental Divide Trail. And the trails that you're using are made by the people who move their animals through this land. Like these they're are not going to be moving them on a ridge line. Not, yeah. No. And so it's a trail I think meant, or it's a route, it's an adventure route network that is meant for slow appreciation rather than conquest. Like you're not, it's not the time for FKTs on this. Right. Like, it's a different kind it's of not, journey. There's not, there's not a space for pride. And I think that's what we loved the most about it is that every time we got prideful, the mountains were just like, <laughs> nope. Yeah. Bam. They were like, like, yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So awesome. we love we love the greater Patagonia Trail. And if you're going to South, if you want to go see Patagonia and not see a ton of people, explore some section of this. Excellent. I tell you what, Excellent. you just mentioned Fitzroy. And we need to talk about the movie that we all watched as part of our media review for this month. But we have to take a break first. Everybody needs to get a a few more beverages. And then we will come back and finish up like the 20 segments we have left for the show. Sounds great. Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. New Holland Brewing. Dragon's Milk Reserve. Bourbon Barrel Stout with coffee and chocolate. Rich, indulgent chocolate flavors are seductively punctuated with dark and roasty coffee builderness. Does it have coffee and chocolate? Bitterness. Wait, is there chocolate in it? Are there? Bitterness. (laughs) Bitterness. Pairings, dark chocolate, <laughs> dairy and caramel. Dark chocolate in the kitchen. Is this, is this a Bitterness. Slam poem? <laughs> Alcohol, eleven point zero percent high volume. Oh my gosh, this twelve chocolate. ounce bottle. That sounds chocolate. like eleven percent. It's like a bottle of wine in a bottle of beer. That sounds like the perfect beer to enjoy after you climb Mount Shasta with Climb Against the Odds, who is our show sponsor tonight. Join a team of women and men from across the country committed to stopping breast cancer before it starts by climbing Mount Shasta. Breast Cancer Prevention Partners' annual event, Climb Against the Odds, inspires hikers of all levels to make this epic climb while raising funds to prevent breast cancer. Go to www.bcpp.org and click on events for more info. Excellent. So we watched a movie, people, and you may have heard a little bit of it at the front end of the show today. Oh, yeah. Miles this narrator. How many packs of cigarettes? You know did what? Smoke? There were so many parts of this movie. I thought I was listening to uh, Rudolph, like the abominable snowman was about to come out. <laughs> the sun went you know? down over Patagonia. Yeah. <laughs> so they this, could not get their hair cut. This right? movie is for from six 19, weeks. Nineteen sixty-eight. <laughs> it's fifty years old, and it features a young Yvonne Chouinard, who is the founder uh, or co-founder of Patagonia. Clothing. He's a warrior. 
Yeah. Like man, this, man. Mo- this had so many great things in it. Like footage of him skiing for the first time. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, so great. And All the old school equipment. Yes. Yeah. And the unnecessary close-ups of their facial yeah, stubble. The, yeah. <laughs> and, and the bad jokes. Like the bad, the bad jokes. comedy was excellent. Ugh. Fitzroy has what? had many boyfriends, but no lovers. Was Yvonne yeah, Chenard? You know, it's just like so many things like that. Was Yvonne one of the bad skiers? He yes, was, yeah, he, he was, was the really one that snowballed down. Yeah, yeah he hadn't really ever okay. skied before, and he skied down a really steep. <laughs> and they were with what, like a professional yeah. Olympic yes. skier, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's who's like yeah. you know hopping turns and stuff, and Yvonne's like thump, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Thump. <laughs> It was a good movie. So it it's available fantastic. on YouTube. Six, eight yep. minute segments or it's something. It's called Mountain of Storms. Mountain of Storms. And uh, It's got an excellent soundtrack. Yes. Really and and I will also say, when Disco and I were watching it, there were a couple times when we were like, you know, it's incredible what they did. Like, just on a whole level. The adventure, you know. And how they drove down to yes, Patagonia. Yes, they drove down even, there. And they're like... No, they just... Volkswagen bus. It was very, you know, Greater Patagonia Trail-esque. Mm-hmm. You know, they just kind of accepted the route and... Wait, is this the made G-A-P-T do. trail show episode? Is yes. That it's like, take no, two? No, it's not. Take no, no, two? It's, it's not Redux, man. Anyway. No. no. But this also... This was A2A, all right? Yes. Oh, okay. A2A. Well, we but we're not A2A. talking about that. No. We're talking about Fitzroy. Come on, dude. But we've been talking about South America all night long. <laughs> I know. Are you trying so, to box me out, POD? Yes. <laughs> she's, she's, Her body language throw is Here, I can lean in a little more like this. <laughs> I think of the two things that I two things that I enjoyed seeing in the film was a how much we have moved forward in gear yeah. since yes. that time. Like it took them a month to try to get up a single peak, and now we have people who've like climbed the entire like skyline of it in a matter of days. days yeah. And then the other part of it is how much continuity there is still in how people travel. Like they were selling off gear as they were going yes. in order to keep moving, and we do that. And a lot of people who come to South America because they don't have good gear end up selling off their gear in order to keep moving. So I think. The really cool thing about that film is that it highlights both the similarities and the changes that have come in a matter of yeah. decades. And Even how, about, how about him making his own? He's a blacksmith. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, he's making his own pizza. So has, crazy. He still has his blacksmith yeah. shop, last I heard. Whoa. Yeah. You know, I, I've always been a big pro- proponent of Patagonia. And um, this movie just made me feel more passionate about him and his company mm-hmm. and what a badass he is. Like a true badass. When you know that they got their start by like denting tuna cans so yes. that they could like get them for cheaper and dodging park rangers because they overstayed their like two week <laughs> limit in places. I'm just like, I identify mm. with that. There were also several times <laughs> in the film that I, we were watching it and I was like, so the movie itself is cool and the soundtrack's amazing. The narrator's great. What they did is amazing. But then there were also several times that I was like, these shots that they're taking, like the actual cinematography, is incredible. You yeah, know? especially for 1968. There weren't GoPros. That, you know, no. The camera equipment was heavy. It was bulky. It was big. And, and some of that some... stuff was way up high when they were yeah. climbing yeah. right they're up at the peak. Trying to go at Fitzroy. When they were doing, using those weird stirrupy things that they kept Attaching the to the pitons. Jum- no, not the Jumar. Okay. They had these other kind of stirrupy things that they would attach to the pitons and then they'd move them up and that's mm-hmm. how they were, for the people that were below them that oh, were climbing up. Okay, yeah. I don't know what they're called, but anyway, the, I think the movie shots for the, the time that it was filmed were actually quite incredible. There were a couple of ones 
that were from far away and they filmed some of them walking down in the snow. And I thought for as harsh as it was and as difficult as their trip was, somebody had to go and plan that shot. And then, yeah, I thought cool. about that when they were hanging out in their little snow cave oh, for, uh, two, for snow a cave. Month. two weeks to 22 weeks. It was, it was like <laughs> somewhere between 15 and 20 days. They were stranded in this <laughs> snow cave and eventually they ran out of food and had to go back down the mountain. Oh my God. What the? And then they hung out for another days? month but down in like Patagonia. rainy camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I How do they still have legs to climb? That's the amazing part. Yeah. So they hung out for anywhere from 15 to 30 days in a snow cave. Probably not moving very much. <laughs> Just Mm-mm. hanging out. <laughs> then they run out of food, so they have to embrace the storm, go down, and then hang out and camp for a month. So it's been almost 60 days that they haven't really been exercising, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they get one good day, they climb up, and the next day they climb to the peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're animals. I love that they show like what a tempestuous mistress Patagonia mistress. is. Mistress. There was there was a, a, a Mapuche woman who actually oh, yeah. she was like these mountains are very harsh. She was like they never used to let foreigners through, but the mountains have gotten lazy <laughs> in recent years. After we told her about yeah the rainstorm that we came upon, yeah, uh, getting stuck up in the mountains, and so she was just like, but like for her the mountains were. Like, they're her neighbors. They were her community. And they're like, usually they don't let outsiders come in. But now they're kind of like, let it, they've gotten lazy, so they'll just let you roll through sometimes. And wow. So it's like seeing that is it, that film, I think, elaborated on the character of what Patagonia has continued to develop to be. And it's just really cool to see, like, industry giants just being everyday people. And knowing yeah. that Doug Tompkins, like lost his life in a place that he loved and doing what he loved. Like mm-hmm. that's Yeah, and he's prominently featured in the film. Yeah. So a young Doug Tompkins. I mean this was again yeah. fifty. The years fun ago. hogs, I believe they called <laughs> yeah, the themselves fun hogs. Yeah. Fun hogs? Like, how <laughs> awesome is that? And they did a little surfing on the way down. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You know, there was some sweet They ways. sold their surfboards to keep going. To keep and their skis. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the happenstance as well. Like I know a lot of people within the trail community know about like trail magic and you never know what you're going to find and you never know what you're going to get. But it always like we always say the trail provides. Mm -hmm. And so as we go along, it's like, okay, the trail provides. And with the happenstance in this film of them being like, well, they were supposed to meet up with their British friend and then their British friend like, and then he was hitchhiking on the side of the road. They pulled up and he was like, oh, hello, (laughs) like in their van. (laughs) That was great, <laughs> but I, I wonder. I wonder how their trip back home went because we yeah. nobody heard about no, that. Yeah, right now. Know. Did they sell the van and then fly home, or did they drive back home without skis and surfboards? Right, because that would be really depressing. Well, I I even wonder about the trip back down because they're like there were only six hours of daylight. There were only five hours of daylight. <laughs> there were only four hours of daylight. They're yeah. still going up, you know. Yeah. But then they ended it there. Yeah, yeah. I wanted more. <laughs> I well, want to write a good movie. Should I leave know. You right. so, yeah, yeah. You're like, how true. did they get back to the USA and start the successful business of the Patagonia Outerwear Company? Right? You're like, how did yeah. that happen? Yeah, started as a climbing company. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just selling climbing gear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Black diamonds split from them. Okay. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. And black diamonds split from them because I don't know. Okay. Hmm. You shouldn't have said we should that. Have and I don't want to, like, <laughs> you know what? guess. We, we should have Yvonne on the show. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure he'd We will. Be I'm sure we, he'd, oh, be I think a, he'd love it. We, send him a love message. It. He'd be like, what am I? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? What are you doing? 
I don't have time for this. The man's got bigger fish to fry. I feel I like know. Patagonia yeah. right now are representing yeah. really yeah, like well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Writing oh, letters to be like, I'm not I mean, going to show up for you Patagonia, if you don't show up for me. Yes. I, Patagonia is responsible in a huge way for OR being in Denver this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, they are. Completely, completely. They're why I'm so tired. It, it's going on right now as it's we speak, and right we're now? not there. What? Uh, no. Why aren't you guys going there tomorrow? You're here in the Front Range. You're here in the Denver yeah. Metro. I'm What's actually going to go down in that going? area, because but I I'm have going. kids and I have to take them to soccer. You know what? We <laughs> we should talk about maybe going for a day with press passes during when? the summer OR. Okay. It's in August. All right. A day. I think I'm busy. I can go. (laughs) Maybe maybe POD doesn't. She won't. won't August is busy for me. I'll go. Triple O will go. I'll I'll go. go. You can go. Doesn't matter when. You can go in my stead. We look alike. Let's do it. Let's do it. Press passes. Triple O. Done. Triple O. No, yeah, not like triple it. O. What is it? O O R. See, no. Actually, what <laughs> happened is I was boycotting O R this time because I thought it was still in Salt Lake City, uh-huh. and then little did I know. And you were in- like, I hate Orrin Hatch. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate <laughs> Jason Chavez. <laughs> uh, these guys. And they're then just I just ruining found out Utah. today, <laughs> and you're like, it's in Denver. I didn't know. Yeah, they made the move quite quickly. Oh, yeah, fast and aggressively. Yeah, it was awesome. I would, I would, we, let's give thanks and praise to Liz Thomas because I think she is the one who's circle. responsible for OR moving from Utah. To I don't I'm know sure that if that's accurate. It might had, not be. Yeah. It might not be. It might that be might complete, be some fake news. It yeah. might be fake completely news. fabricated. Yeah. So sad. Okay. We be. did have a really great. <laughs> they they have um, all good and like that crew down in this downstairs corner. We had this like awesome terrible smelling like little through hiker gathering for yes. a photo and they're like take His a picture boot. and like everybody like sticks each other in their armpits <laughs> and like you just yeah. see like the, the polite people take our pictures like oh this okay yeah this is <laughs> weird <laughs> this one. how did they get who in here who are these people uh, why are they here they don't look like they're associated mm. with any outdoor realtoring why yeah. are their backpacks so tiny why? they're not uh, outdoor right? realtors what are they doing Going? Out- outdoor realtors <laughs> <laughs> wait a second <laughs> what they're not selling property in the outdoors Going, going into OR was super daunting, but now it's just kind of been like as if you're going to like a first family reunion where you don't know any of the relatives, right. but you know you have like something in common with them, except it's like 39,999 other people. So oh are you going God. tomorrow? Yeah, we've I'm been definitely there. Busy are you going tomorrow? We've been there the last two days mm-hmm. and we're going to Oh, you are? Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. it's, it's oh been going on God. for two days already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then they have an on quote unquote snow demo yeah so, because they've got all of their winter gear out yeah. there nice so they have some snow indoors type of thing do they, do they have grass indoors they have fake rocks awesome. ice Why yeah, everybody has a block of ice <laughs> at least one block of ice they're like come step on our ice yeah please and then like we'll just watch these people talking because they're just like talking to each other but they're all rubbing their ice <laughs> it's super weird. Well, and awesome. doesn't Granite Gear have a tiny home that they erected inside the convention Outdoor center? Research has one. Or is it OR? Uh, yeah. okay. OR. OR do. Does, OR at OR. Can the, know, public, can the public go to this or not? No. no. You can no. loiter in the lobby. Yeah. There are certain that events that the public can go to. Like uh-huh. there's a, I think, a, there's a film them? show tomorrow there's night. There's a film tomorrow night. But you can't roll Mountains in there of if you're not associated mm-hmm. with the outdoor. Uh, <laughs> No, it's not real. Outdoor research, er, oh. outdoor <laughs> retailer. retailer. Outdoor retailer. Realtors. We're talking about the outdoor realtor industry tonight, <laughs> folks. Here on the Trail Show. Actually, I've got not. a great right, deal for you along the Pacific Crest yes. Trail. Yes. <laughs> let's move on. All right, very good. Um, 
I tell you what, <laughs> Special sent us a very short audio clip from Florida. Triple O. I bet in he's the skiing. snowstorm. He's skiing. He purposefully <laughs> dodged me in Florida. That's all I can say. Oh. Wait, I met Zul. Yeah. I met Zul, but Special <laughs> dodged me. Zool. They're like together in the car. <laughs> special <laughs> left just so he wouldn't get to meet me. And he's like, came I'm going back, back to Colorado. Man, that's I'm getting up. on a plane. Here I am. All right. I'm going to play right. this clip, <laughs> and then we can discuss. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and... Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Well, I do not know what that was. That was the wrong clip. I, I have the right clip here. I apologize. Um, Are you sure that sounded <laughs> that, that, like him? That, that was that, the yeah, wrong clip. Here we go. right here, to me. Here's special. Cool. So, um, yeah, we're actually down in the frigid lands of Florida. Uh, it's been like down in the 30s here. Um, it's actually snowed a couple of places in Florida over the last couple of weeks. So, pretty crazy to have temperatures this low in 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 this part of the country um but uh yeah oh my god oh my god it's an iguana falling out of the tree <laughs> oh that's that the sound no that's the sound oh they make. gross that's messed up it got what, frozen what just happened there a frozen iguana fell out of a tree <laughs> <laughs> moving on oh my god i hope we took a picture of it what does special have to say that was it. That's, That's it. That was it. <laughs> have you never heard an iguana fall out of a tree? No, I have not. I hope he has a doll head so we can take a picture <laughs> of him. I'll probably sit around where, and cook where, some soups and fidget. Where eat were you when iguanas were falling out of trees? The Virgin Islands. It was like raining. It was, it uh, was raining, raining iguanas. Raining iguanas. Was they was raining iguanas? Would, they'll balance on the tree limbs and then they fall asleep and they just like fall uh-huh. off and it's this weird like. <laughs> when, we, we stayed, uh, when we were in Maui, we stayed at my friend's. Uh, bamboo little bamboo hut that's on our property it's cool. filled with geckos yeah. and they fall on you all yeah. night long yeah. <laughs> but they're so soft you have to be careful your <laughs> instinct is like Ugh, like push up you know rub your legs together or and something you just but have smeared yeah, yeah you just squish Ooh. them so you have to be careful and their bodies are cold and corpsey they're kind of cool yeah there's like oh these little God. cold, corpsey bodies falling on you all night. <laughs> this is a really Tiny morbid corpses. This, is what, this took a turn. Let's <laughs> all heads. Road corpsey bodies. All right, let's talk about mailbag. I don't have music, but we do have a mailbag. So didn't we get a few letters? We did. Okay, what do we have? Let's see. Maybe I can add in the music after sure. the fact. Why, why can't you do the trail, the trail, <laughs> whatever? <laughs> why can't you do the music that we already played again? Oh, the, I, okay. For every segment. For every segment. Yes. Okay, here we go. Okay, so we got from Doug Thomas. Yes. I thought it was the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Dude, I don't have all oh the my all my clips. God. Remember the Did iPad crashed. Not, did we not just talk about this? <laughs> we have discussed this. D-Lo, the iPad crashed, and I have a very <laughs> limited set of sound effects. But you have this. Okay. okay. I did. So this anyway, is I the first <laughs> one. The first one is from Doug Thomas, and he writes the Trail Show Bump question mark. First, Jason Chaffetz, now Orrin Hatch. Good work cleaning up the Utah delegation. Wow. He's crediting we, us with... Uh, by the way, did you see that clip of Orrin Hatch removing his fake glasses? It's pretty yeah, funny. that's a good clip. And the, did you see after that? He was just like, <laughs> the trail show. <laughs> I did see I him say that. that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, Out of order. I missed it. Did you see <laughs> I, I missed that. I okay. missed that. It <laughs> totally <laughs> happened. Also, legal <laughs> notes that you need to bleep that out. Okay, very good. Thank you. Duly noted. Can I read uh, mailbag item number two since sure. it was uh, sent to me? 
Sure. So it was an email from Matt, and he says, Hey, Disco, great show. I was listening to the October's Alta West show on my drive home last night and heard you talking about D'Lo getting an Uber to or from Keystone. Not true. Fake news. Which is not true. However... Matt, Somebody got an Uber Matt from Keystone. Relays a true story. He says a coworker was on his way to a conference in Keystone during the summer of 2016 and got too drunk on the flight to drive or make it to the shuttle service. So the only sensible thing for him to do <laughs> was to get an Uber from the Denver airport to Keystone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. Uh-huh. Wouldn't it have been more sensible just to take a nap in the airport? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just skip. Well, anyway, he said the Uber cost the company $372 for the one-way trip. Oh, by the way, he didn't think to take the shuttle back, so he got another Uber <laughs> back to the airport for $372. He was fired about a month later. Also, what are your favorite beers from Perrin? I'll be in Grand Rapids in a few uh, a few times in the coming months and need to make a stop. Cheers, Matt. Absolutely the Blackberry IPA. It was a trail show beer of the year in, I think, 2015. So get that. P.O.D., what, what do you think? You've been to the brewery. I, I don't remember what I had there. How but, dare you? But I will say that... 99 Problems IPA, excellent. The 99 Problems Double IPA, excellent. I'm sorry, did you ask me what I thought? The un- I can't Unfinished tell. Business, excellent. Blackberry IPA. Sorry, P.O.D. The Unfinished Business is a very interesting beer. It's different. Very, very interesting beer. I don't know if they're making it right now. I think that one's a seasonal one. Mm. I would recommend just stopping by and getting a flight. And, and I seeing think, where the night takes I, That's right. I, I, I and, then Perrin, getting, and then getting an Uber back to the Detroit <laughs> airport from I Grand Rapids. I think Perrin has done it, uh, a uh, their own take on the Zima. And so I think they've got a really... Uh, interesting kind of just kind of like their own like version beer? of the clear beer that is no, the Zima, I, I think, the malt liquor I think thing you're confusing that with Pepsi with, Clear. Yeah. With, with the citrus Near beer. and everything. No. Alright, next letter. True, okay, but next I'm letter. Just talking, yeah. Mailbag. I, this, this was actually, P.O.D., you should read it, but this is kind of cool. I was reading our good friend Arno's blog because he hiked the trail, we're blog. thinking about hiking, and I just randomly came upon this blog entry. Piotigo. Podcasts are a very important part of my mental health when I hike. Probably my favorite is The Trail Show, which is a pretty hilarious podcast in which a bunch of long-distance hikers, friends of mine, get plastered on beer and talk about hiking. Nobody's plastered tonight, listeners. Yet. No one. Yet. I was mer- merrily listening to Dilo talk about a trail in Peru he had hiked like 10 years ago. <laughs> When they got to their mailbag segment, to my utter disbelief, my sweet, sweet Lily had sent in an on the dedication on the air dedication to me. Dear Case. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Remember you read it and you were crying? Yeah. <laughs> A little dog sorta. named Snuggle. I sort of remember. <laughs> Her letter stated that she would be an on a research vessel and I would be hiking, so she wanted to use this podcast to say she loved me. It was the sweetest thing and gave me the strength to keep plowing up the hill. P-Mags, D-Lo, P-O-D, and Disco. Thank you. Lily, thank you. Everyone, listen to the trail show and get on the trail. Thank Snug- you, Arno. That Snuggles. Was, that was, and thank you, Snuggles. And if anyone else has on-air love dedications that they want to use the trail show they, to they got to be good, though. There, otherwise, you're not going to read them. Send them in. Or possibly other things you want to communicate to someone else. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but they got to be good. <laughs> they got to be good. <laughs> Fidget and Neon, did you get the Snuggles reference? 
No. No? I don't have the clip. Uh, we'll... <sighs> Do you know who Casey Kasem is? Yes. yes. Okay, there's a we'll clip. We'll explain that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play <laughs> right. it for you after it's, the show. It's coming. Okay. It's coming. All right. Good stuff. Mailbag item number four from Fran de la Serna. Edited for brevity. Okay, dear Trail Show gang, Disco POD deal is special, and why not the late PMAGs? R.I.P. I'm writing to you from a small apartment in a heavily urbanized corner of Southern California, a couple time zones away from the beautiful Colorado Front Range, and thousands of miles away from my home country, Argentina. Hey, Jay. As it happens, my entire family and all my friends are back home, living their comfortable middle-class lives with respectable jobs, mostly happy marriages and children galore. That, however, has not been my luck of the draw. I'm on the approach trail to turning 40 with no kids in sight and just finished a four-year-long relationship with my best friend, partner in crime, travel companion, and hiking buddy. Having to take different paths from a person you love can be tough in the best circumstances, but doing so when you are a thousand thousands of miles away from your tribe is beyond words. The actual purpose of this message is to thank you from the bottom of my heart for the work you put in every month to release the trail show. Listening to you talk about beers, trails, and nonsense makes me feel like I'm back home, hanging out with my friends, talking about nothing, and just having a good old time. For some people, life takes place along the narrow confines of a well-demarcated trail which rarely deviates from the things one ought to do. For me... Life has been a collection of mostly unexpected events scattered along a poorly defined path with a fair amount of schwacking through the thicket and bear almost got your food moments. And yet every day when it's time to break camp and head out into the unknown, it's just a little bit easier to take the first steps knowing that the gang is out there with plenty of beer and sound effects. Oh, not tonight. Oh, yes. Not this month. <laughs> Working on the next trail show. <laughs> Warm regards, Fran de la Serna. More beer and less gear. P.S. <gasps> I've decided to put my money where my mouth is and send a little something something to support the next trail show. Buena yes. onda. Gracias. It won't send Dilo's kids to college. Y- you could still try. But you can probably put it to good use by purchasing some local brews to avoid that dreadful throat chafing I hear affects radio host. Not to me. Never. P.S. Never. 3. But there was no PS2. But anyway, if I could have a moment with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, I would ask them to have Polly Mags as a guest in a future show. You may even play a prank on him. It's probably a pipe dream, but wishing is free, ultralight, and doesn't require a permit. Well, Fran should know that Mr. Mags did a little walk across Utah recently, and that he will be, he and that hike will be featured in a future trail show. Oh. I, I, Stay tuned. TBD. There's a rumor that he might be... In Boulder in early March? Yeah. We, can, we yep. might be able to Skype him into the trail show. Yeah, from like across town? <laughs> <laughs> he can't make it across town, but he can uh, make it across Utah. He's yeah. not allowed to come to the historic Cuban district. No. <laughs> no he's the, he's Our new banned. studio. <laughs> he's Italian. He's not allowed in the Cuban district. Come on. Okay. Hey, I'm Italian, too. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Hey, forget about it. Oh, well, in that case, Polly Max would come right Wait, 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 wait. Wait. What? Wait. Wait. Un momento. Un momento. Un Tell momento. You're, you're Cuban and Italian. Yeah. And you don't drink coffee. Yeah, my girlfriend's very And lucky. you don't drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, this no, is not acceptable. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, I accept one half of you is Cuban and the other's not, but if the other half is Italian, 
This is not acceptable. Half Cuban, quarter Italian, quarter don't drink coffee. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quarter that dominates, apparently. Oh it's, not, it's not too late to start, switch, to start drinking coffee. Yeah. Hey, it's I, started, I just started working in a law job again, so yeah, yeah I probably will start drinking coffee. <laughs> I recommend it. Oh, good. Very good. Okay. Beauty, did we have any donors this month? Oh, yeah. We got donors coming out the wazoo. How many donators do we have? Who are these great people? Well, we have our monthly donors. Okay, who? Read uh, their names. We got Bernard Wolf. Bernie. No, it's Gummy Bear. Gummy Bear. Oh, Gummy Bear. Russ, not Fuss, Kinder. Kinder. Russ. Russ. Craig, Pisco Gully. Yeah. What, what a, a guy. guy. He's the one that sent us that Pisco I showed you guys. That's awesome. Yeah. That's when is that coming up? Yeah, we might get it. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, actually, in the he's actually in Denver this... Uh, yeah, for the, uh, for the OR. OR. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You he's probably like, met him today. He's all, he's all about We're it. We're probably related. I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Among the 39,999 He's hanging out with all guys, of us. Guys, we're getting sidetracked. He's hanging out with all Tall. Was Craig Gully in... What a guy. Keystone? In the yes, fall? Yes, yes. Yes. Look for him. I don't know what he looks like, but he'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. If you were hanging out with all <laughs> good, he was day. there. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't he's know what he's yeah, somewhere in a hundred mile okay. range. Craig <laughs> Gully. Just no, go around yelling, Look for guy. Okay. Yeah. You're there. We've got uh, Chris Smith. Gringo Madness. Christmas. Christmas. That's what we say every I like it. Christmas. Christmas. Moving on. Bobby Walters. The what just happened? Bobby Walters. Bobby Walters just got a new oven and she is baking up a storm. I know she is. I heard. She sent me an email. Bobby Walters sent me an email today, just to me, just to me. She said, "Dilo." I'm going to send you guys some cookies for next month. What? what? That's right. That's right. She didn't send it to you. She said, Bobby, Dilo's right. not going to be on the next show. So you no, need to I will. No, send it to Dilo. Is it the Like, what's yeah. the show? But you got to come down and snowboard. I got a lift ticket, bro. Okay, can my kids stay at your house? Mm, it's no. kind of cool. <laughs> no, it's a kid-free zone, man. I'm We're sorry. But, but you're welcome kids. to come down. <laughs> okay. What about uh, Josh? Continuing on. Josh will bow down to Ja Bowden. Bow down to John. <laughs> we got it's that hour of the trail show. Diane Pinkers, Pinkerstein, David Vitti. What a, what a guy. guy! Justin Quality Knowles. Oh, Quality. Jason Lurch, not Church Dean. <laughs> the Baptist. Don't Lurch. <laughs> Ingrid <laughs> Gerard. Vermont. Vermont. <laughs> Samuel Emery. The, the board. board. Rudy from CasketHikerPodcast.com. Hey, Rudy. Forget about it. I got nothing to say. Jeffrey, not Sessions, Caldwell. Oh, no. What? (laughs) Buddy Sessions, not Sessions. Sessions. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. I'm sorry, what? Breaking the trail. Breaking the trail. We won't stop till we get up that hill. We got Stephen the Hustler Russell. Hey, send us a, an address. We gotta mail right. you some swag. We got Ammon the Brute Bruce. Hey, he, send some more promos, bro. Yeah, he, is he related to Ammon Bundy? Yes, Trevor Bowman, the Bowl Man, the Bowl Man. Spark it up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? That, that seems appropriate. No? It is. We live in Colorado. It's okay. okay it's okay. <laughs> We've got uh, Renee Shira Patrick. Shira. Oh, she. Yeah. Nemo, Nemo she says hi. She didn't actually say it, but she would if she knew. That's what, right. What would she say? Nemo would say hi, Shira. Okay. Hi, Shira. We've got Wesley the Haggis Addict Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> haggis Addict. That doesn't sound like a very healthy addiction. I've never <laughs> eaten haggis. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm but curious. But don't do it because if you addicting? do, you'll never I, stop. You'll never stop eating haggis. Apparently. Really? All your meals. Because you just lunch. keep <laughs> vomiting it up. Oh, so you just keep beauty, please. <laughs> okay, anyway. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Nothing but haggis. And then we got our one-offs. Our one-offs, we've got Eric Robertson. Robert. We need an address. Come on, bro. We've got Wes Slow Hiker Phillips. Hey, he should go down to South America. Yeah. Uh, we've got Richard Baker, not Parker. Richard Baker, <laughs> don't get on the board, Richard Baker. <laughs> we got, oh, Clayco. Why? <laughs> it's from Richard, from, from uh, Life of, I don't know. Life of I know. Pie. Just keep going. <laughs> we've got uh, Clayco Woodward Jacobson. Claycup Woodward Claycup Idaho Hey hasn't he been On the trail show he Before has yes. few, And he's been A donor before Has he Past stayed guess. At my house He did He did <laughs> Were you there And you're, you're I don't know yes. <laughs> If you have children You should know Who's in your home yeah, yeah, I don't man. know Who was him. It was him And this other guy That had a truck Ben <laughs> Yes Ben Does, Shout out uh, Dilo's kid Tried to wipe syrup On on Clay and Clay had to face palm him. Syrups. Anyway, um, you probably don't remember because you were so hungover. <laughs> Brian Sunbeam Dixon. It's rough having a trail show at your house. Let me tell you, listeners. Yeah, Elizabeth. Adam Order's finding out tonight. <laughs> I man. know. Elizabeth Quill. Mark uh, Weatherington the third, Sir Esquire. Esquire. Weather it well. <laughs> Francisco de la Serna. Arriba. And he wrote in his donation, please donate the totality of this donation to Beer and Nonsense. Done and done. Well Confirmed. Done. And we've got <laughs> Susan Stevens, who's very much going to disfrutar este show. Susan. Sí, otra hispanohablante. Sí. Is Susan not Cat Stevens? That's right. Susan, not Cat Stevens. And our beer sponsor this month, of course, was Frito World Ty Garcia. Frito! Thanks and God bless. Can we all just give a shout out to Frito like that kind el of thing? Tercero. El tercero. Es el tercero. Frito! Frito. 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 Garcia. It's no, actually my brother. Que pasó ahí. It is your brother. ¿Qué le pasa and his name este? is not Frito World Ty Garcia. It's not. <laughs> but he does go by Frito. What's his real name? Fernando Hermosillo. Fernando uh, El Bueno. Muchas gracias, Fernando. No, he's not very bueno. No? That's why he and I, but, we're uh, cut from the same I mean, cloth. he sent terrible beers. El, tre el trejo te gusta. <laughs> Will you hand me that chocolate coffee one? Dilo, do you recognize the music, my friend? It's got chocolate It's time for Ask a Hiker. It's time for Ask a Hiker. Do you have any questions this month? Not this month. Okay, so... <laughs> so, <laughs> that we, was a fast segment. Should we move all right, on? All right, no, I, I have three questions. But I have no beer. You can get a beer, please. Oh, Come on. I'll get you a beer. We'll pad for you while you're okay, getting a beer. Hold on. Finish get, off one of those. Wait, Come on. Hold on. I got the uh, I got the Vienna style lager. Five point five. Just drink it straight from the can. Wait, I gotta send Frito a picture of you drinking that. He'll, he'll be 30, really happy about that. Fluid ounces of Williamston, Michigan. Michigan? We already Michigan. read that label. Just Un drink it. Come on. on read your damn questions. Is it too late to just shock? Yes. Him? Now, Dilo, are you going to read all three questions this month, or will you do two? 
I'm going to do three questions, but I'm going to save the second question for number three. And the first question for number two? The first question, I think, is still going to be the first question. Excellent. Let me see if I can find my questions. Oh, my God. So I think if you turn to page 72, <laughs> you'll find the second question starting first. We're going for a record trail. I have so no really. idea where this question is. <laughs> this might are. be a two-parter. <laughs> we'll have to see how it plays out. But yeah, All right, here we go. Uh, ask a hiker with D-Lo. Question number one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you need a proxy to read the questions for you? I, I, I think I could still read. Because I, I think Fidget's like, she's itching she, to read, itching to read questions. the questions. I well, yeah, I you should read a question. Question number three. You we can hear read. too much of D-Lo anyway. Let me, <laughs> let me read question number one. He's busy reading beer labels. Here we, <laughs> here we go. Question number one. Mr. D-Lo, have you heard of the proposed road across wilderness lands in northern Alaska? It is a way to access mining interests and would be a side trip out of the Hall Road Dalton Highway. The road would allow these lands to be accessed in a new way for mining purposes and also for hikers, hunters, and explorers. I'm curious to hear a discussion on the relative benefits of increasing accessibility to public lands versus opening the lands up to extractive industries and the impact on wildlife such as caribou herds. Hikers love wildlands, and we also love trailheads and roads to access the lands. Alaska is a different, is a whole different thing in terms of road access, as we have few roads and tons of public lands. Thanks for the show. It's one of my favorite things. Let's go, Kelly Wiley Lane. And before <gasps> we answer this, let me just say that Kelly Wiley Lane lives somewhere in Alaska. So this is an Alaska-centric question. She also lives, she lives way out in Alaska. Yeah. This is not a lower 48, I live in Boulder, Colorado question. This is a, I live in Alaska and I can't see anybody else right now because it's way too harsh. So. Isn't there that fellow who just finished walking across Alaska for a second time following actually the oil pipelines? Yeah, he did just finish. And there have been some studies done that actually like the oil pipelines help out with the animals that live up there because when they have their young, they'll like keep them near the pipelines because they're actually like warmer and they'll provide some protection when you're out there on the tundra. So interesting. Yeah, from like so snow it's and weather. Some more drilling. It's a, well, yeah, it's dude, a just frack question. it. It's a tr- just it's keep frack it all. The same oil back and forth. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a tricky question because... Make it, it a water slide. In, in the lower 48, we'd say, no, absolutely not. What are you talking about? We have enough roads. We don't need any more roads. We've got all the roads we need. But in Alaska, it's a different story. And, we, and none of us in this room live in Alaska. I wish I had a little more background about... I lived in about- Skagway. About- you lived in Skagway. Okay. That's nowhere near what she's talking about. Yeah, but, but still, still you've, you've kind of got that kind of up north experience which is like there's not many roads Mm-mm. right so Mm-mm. what's one more road when there aren't any roads you know it's kind of like it's a resource is what it is the damage <laughs> hasn't been done yet type of thing but here's the question so she referenced wilderness lands like i'm assuming that's little w wilderness lands meaning like probably national forests or some sort of uh, forested even, land but not a wilderness un- area even just unprotected land because i would submit like I can't imagine it'd be a proposal to put a road through a designated wilderness area. And in that case, I would really? say absolutely not. You can't imagine not. that? I, I can't <laughs> imagine it, but it's like, it's like, no. So I, anyway, I, don't, I wish I knew more about the whole road and Dalton Highway in this proposal. But, um, you know, we, as hikers, we do need roads to access trailheads. Just because that's true 
does that mean another road should go in? I don't know. Well, I mean, Jerry, I, Jerry Brown has said, you know, I don't need, you know, I need more trail. So he, Jerry Brown, the author of the 14 Years Guidebooks, yeah. has been quoted in the back of his guidebooks as saying... Google Earth Pro. And I'm going to kind of, I'm going <laughs> to paraphrase this a little bit. He's like, I don't, I don't need to be able to drive all the way to the trailhead. I need more trail. So meaning like, right. it, and his, and the reason why he was saying this was, wasn't so much that because he couldn't drive to the, to the trailhead. It was more like, well, I've got a sedan and I can't drive all the way to the trailhead because, you know, Jerry Brown's from Colorado and this, he, you know, this is a Colorado centric thing when he was saying it, he wasn't like, I can't drive there. He's like, I can only drive so far, but that's okay because I'd rather hike that four miles down the four wheel drive road and then start my hike up the mountain. I'd also point out with these roads, just because there's a road there doesn't actually mean that you as the public will have access yeah, to it. That's I've been, right. I've been talking to some folks who are up in the Alaska region, and they're like, actually, like if you want to like, go to the northernmost tip, you can't do it because that is privately held. Yeah. You can't do it legally. Like We've learned <laughs> that when someone says you can't do it, it just means like legally you're not supposed yeah, to. Same just thing go in Maine. the back way. But like yeah. we've run into mm-hmm. that a lot of like we tend to come up from the back way and so they can't like when they kick you out, they kick you out in the direction that you're already <laughs> walking <laughs> anyway. So we've convenient. a lot of the mining lands that we've walked across, they come out and they're like, what are you doing here? And we're like, well, we're just walking through. And they're like, well, you have to leave. And we're like, is it that way? And they're like, yeah. And so you just... Keep walking that way, but yeah. these this road doesn't necessarily mean yeah. um, more public, public access, access yeah. which I think would be one of the questions that you, as an Alaskan um, resident, should be able to like ask and start that conversation. Can we go there? Is it going to open up recreational opportunities to us? Yeah, yeah. Triple O, where do you weigh in on this sort of thing? Uh, I know you've got some opinions, man. <laughs> I think that the, the truly wild places are so few and far between that you really have to. I'm hesitant to to take any of them off the table. Um, And I think I'm in full agreement that you can still get there. It just is a little harder now. Um, And there's just not a lot of places like that left in the world. There's really not. So uh, I think we got to fight tooth and nail for everyone that's left. uh, We talked about this once before. And I remember paraphrasing Barbara Kingsolver, one of my favorite authors. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> yes. And she said that there's there's some um there's importance in knowing that these wild places existed exist even if you never have a plan to go visit them. Just knowing that those places still exist intact keeps us human. Right? So yeah, we opened the uh, malt liquor. It's actually uh-huh. really oh good. My God. It smells really strong. Like it's actually dog. really good. Fourteen percent. Oh my gosh, my nose hair it's just curled up. It's Dilo. really good. It's We're gonna have to get an Uber for you I to get home. Three hundred and seventy-two dollars. Drinking water. I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go slow. I got anyway. Helmet. It's all downhill. All right. So I, I, I uh, Kelly Wiley Lane. I think we covered that somewhat. Yeah, I mean, we could have a whole we, show on that question. Can we just sum it but up? We don't no. Like, is there we're a not summary? summary? Not no. really, because no. we're very no. divided. Okay. Next very question. Question number three is now question number two. Hi. Love your show. Planning a CT through hike this summer, and I'm researching pros and cons of going stoveless. I think it's worth bringing something small for that hot cup of coffee on a cold morning or a hot meal on a rainy day. But it's through hikers. Have you ever discussed this? <laughs> Tried it? Know anyone who has done it? 
with all your experience, I would definitely be interested in hearing your thoughts. Seems like you can hit a town every handful of days on the CT. So I'm still lingering close to the fence on this. Thank you, Alana from Palisade, Colorado. Alana, no way. Don't do it. Here's what We've I was talking about. Don't listen to him, Alana. Everybody We've else. We've talked about this before. I disagree. I know, but it's another question. It's from well, a different I, person. I would What's submit, like, try a couple nights of going stoveless before you go into yeah, a CT Yeah, you don't want to commit yeah. until you, you, you know what you're going to do. You do a trial run and see if you're yeah. cool with rehydrating dehydrated refried beans. Because or you might not be. couscous. Or couscous. Which is or a far easier thing to rehydrate. That's true. I oh, think, but dehydrated beans are so I think as a room of thru-hikers, like, if... Like, Alana, if you say, I think it's worth bringing something, then, like, that means that it's worth bringing something because it's going to be your through hike. Sure. And whether yeah. you're stoveless or not, like, I like having something hot. It's just a comfort to me. Other people like the sense of liberty and, like, being able to move more quickly, then that's what they're for. But if you think it's worth it, then it's probably worth it. And if it's not, you'll know by the time you're done. <laughs> so, some people like taking two-hour naps midday and, and hitting, Huge sparking fan. up a bowl. I mean, or, D-Lo, or, I don't or know. carrying a 12-pack of beer on that five-day hike. <laughs> Right, I, yeah. I, I like or carrying, you know, a seven hundred page book to read a two hour nap. I, I, I don't know. I know that Special has specifically addressed this on the show before, and one of the things that I've heard that I heard him say, and I've heard him say it to people when he does pack shakedowns, is if you're not sure, then bring it along and just try not using it. And if you go five, ten days without using it, then get burn rid of it. it. Just you burn know? it. Just, but but, you, you but then you like, know it's there in case. You, you can just sort of like throw won. it off the side yeah. of the trail. I carried a ukulele for these first 5,000 kilometers. What? Yeah. We could have gotten some in-studio music. Oh. Well, I recently gave it to some friends who take their daughter um, camping oh, okay. a lot like that. I, I kind of see possessions as a fluid thing like that. Like sure. They're given to me for a while, and I was like, she'll enjoy this more because I mainly just got it moldy. Right. Mm. <laughs> enjoy the mold. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the mold. Here you go, child. Enjoy, enjoy the respiratory problems. <laughs> All right, you Question number two, which I, is question three. I have question number two, which is now question number three. And this question was written by a listener. And it reads, Fidget and Neon. And maybe D-Lo, what? if he's still on the rails by, this, by the time he gets around to reading this. <laughs> Too late. Barely. Uh, yeah, barely. I've been following along your hike for the... Hold on, I gotta hold this in the light. <laughs> I've been following along your hike for the two seasons you've been in South America. No, no, oh, you've got a bigger one. No, it's fine, I can read it. So it's like, all right, starting over. Okay, just go. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Yep. Fidget and Neon, and maybe oh D-Lo, God. if he's still on the rails by the time he gets around to reading this. <laughs> Not. I've been following along your hike for two seasons you've been in South America. Thank and you. And I must say, it's been much different than my trek along the Greater Patagonia Trail last year. The cultural experience you've been having is something I wasn't ready to embrace. The plot thickens. Now I realize it's one of the true gifts of the GAPT or GPAT. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Continue. Um, Patty G. But what I really want to ask you was about trash, garbage, litter. I read your trash talk blog post. And after Delo's insightful discussion and review of the book Junk Raft last month on the trail show, I had to go and read it. After Junk Raft, I powered through Bottled and Sold and Junkyard Planet. Trash is on my mind. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? I know that's a heavy question. 
One that two people, and maybe D-Lo, if P.O.D. can keep him awake. <laughs> Can't answer. But you must have some ideas. Discuss them with the trail show. I'd much rather hear some insightful discussion about our trash problem <laughs> than more Donald Trump voices from the purple machine or Dilo's most recent adventures in the service of Ryan Zinke. Wow, that's odd. Thanks. Name withheld by request. <laughs> okay. Ryan Zink is the Secretary of the Interior, I think. Yeah, that's Correct. right. And, and I don't we know if you listen... an employee of his in the room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the last trail show, you might have mm-hmm. heard that I was actually going to be Ryan Zinke's director of opening up the wilderness areas to mountain biking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just say that I got furloughed last mm-hmm. Monday. Yeah, you did. And, and you <laughs> never got... You actually never were brought back on, right? <laughs> don't bother. What's <laughs> that crap? My job evaporated. You showed up on Tuesday. I quit a very high-paying job. I quit a very high-paying job here in Boulder that I could ride my bike to to be Ryan Zinke's director of mountain biking in the wilderness. And it evaporated. It's very sad. You showed up to work on Tuesday. The locks had been changed, and your office was dark, and there was no explanation. Oh, no. It's very sad. It's very sad. So let's talk about trash. <laughs> trash is a very important thing to talk about in the wilderness. Okay, yeah. so I don't know what the question and was. And just in general. What was the trash What do we do? What do we do about the it's trash? It's her. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah a, the it, trash has been a part of the story along the way because South American countries don't have the um, like, systems that we do. And sure. the fact is we produce as much trash as almost anywhere else. And if not more. If not more. Um, because we don't have to see it. So, hmm. dear name withheld by request. What an Can you insightful guess? question. Could you just guess who wrote mm-hmm. this? You could, but I, uh, the we name could. is withheld by request of yeah, the author. We're, we're yeah. going we're gonna to respect this yes. person. Yeah. We will. Especially because mm-hmm. this person, I think, is doing exactly what it is we're trying to encourage people to do, which is to let trash be on their mind. And to go ahead and think about it. I think the reason there is so much litter and trash thrown out along the side of the roads is because primarily what we've seen is that they're thrown from vehicles and people who don't witness what this they're means. Just passing through. I talk they're to gone. any of my cyclist friends and they're like, I'm seeing tons of trash. You talk to any hikers, you're seeing the trash and it's not going to be acknowledged as a problem and it, the problem is not going to be addressed if we don't start by acknowledging it. Talk about it. I'm talking about it. And we actually, I had a super humbling experience in South America at one point where we had come across a campsite that was just disgustingly littered with trash. Mm-hmm. And I went into this like cleaning up rage and like vengefully dumped out their salt into their fireplace mm-hmm. so that I could use that bag to carry all of their trash cans out. We got to these people's homes and I was like, hey, do you guys have somewhere I can throw away this like giant sticky bag of trash? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Like we bury all of our trash out back. Oh. And part of me was like, oh God. <sighs> plebs. And then I thought about it and I was like, what do we do in the US? We bury our trash out back just in larger landfills than what this person does. I've been packing out trash. There's some really cool movements of mm-hmm. um, just like photographing your trash. And I think the direction that things are going now is to relate to it. Like look at it, name it. It's one of the slides in my talk. I spent like 10 minutes at REI talking about yeah, trash and it's yeah. Not what people came to like hear us talk about, but it is a part of our story, and it's what's going to be left of us. As we've been reading, we read this really interesting book on the trail called The Sixth Extinction, and mm-hmm. it talks about how everything gets compressed into this tiny, tiny layer. And like our trash, our plastics, our microplastics is the story that we're going to leave for the future that are going to have no idea who we were. Hmm. Like 
this is going to last even longer than the sound recordings of this podcast. Yeah. Um, Yikes. Yeah. That so is- talking about it and thinking about it and like accepting that it is a part of our story, like seeing mm-hmm. that here in Boulder that you guys can um, compost, compost and recycle and trash. Like that is such a foreign Oh my concept. God, Boulder. God, Boulder is <laughs> so privileged. Well, and the other thing is that we had some pretty in-depth discussions about is like if they see like since their trash is so prevalent like they see it every day so does that help them prevent having more trash because in the u.s your trash gets taken away you're not holding on to it you're not keeping it you're not seeing it on a daily basis and so how does that affect our use of trash or like being able to throw something away and not even think about it where they like can put it in a river and not think about it because it goes mm. out of river. sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's uh, pretty easy to condemn other countries. And and when I when I was working for General Motors and I was living in Mexico, uh, I worked in the paint department. And every mm-hmm. paint shop produces this what we call sludge, yep. and it's toxic. It's this purpley, spongy, super sticky, toxic material, and there's a there's a big sludge pit where there's liquids, which is a lot of solvents and terrible things on the bottom, and then the solids floats on the top. And they're collecting the solids and putting them in barrels. And what I learned was that most uh, painting, most automotive and industrial painting facilities, all of them produce the sludge, and most of them, they sell the sludge at a super cheap price to Mexico. It all gets shipped to Mexico, and the concrete uh, companies, so the companies that that produce uh, cement powder, they burn that sludge Mm -hmm. to power their plants. So all of our automotive paint waste, solid waste, gets shipped to Mexico. It's too toxic to be buried in the U.S. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. It's too toxic for the U.S., so they ship it across the border to these facilities and for them it's cheaper than buying fuel they can buy it for like five cents a barrel they'll burn anything yes and so then they burn all of this toxic sludge to to power their cement plants and i was just like wow this is so horrible and up in so many ways like what this is crazy not a judgment of them but then for us to be high and mighty about their trash there's been a lot of like really good publicity of like Coca-Cola reducing the amount of plastics that they're using in the U.S. But here in the U.S., the top of this Powerade bottle says Powerade. In South America, it just straight up says Coca-Cola. And you huh. can tell that it is one company that is producing yeah. a massive amount of the plastic trash down there. I think one of the effects that we have witnessed in South America of them being having their trash around them at all times is that the concept of reuse is yes. so familiar. Yes. They use like... The f- we we've seen gates that are hinged on like the soles of shoes. Yeah. They will like they'll Super take two cool. they'll take two liter bottles. They'll drop some rocks into the bottle of them, thread them on their wire because they can't afford barbed wire. And then when the animals bump up against that, it makes a noise that it frightens startles them. them. Yeah. Startles them. Like really, we I've like yeah. I would go around picking up trash. We were sitting outside of a shop one time and the late we were eating ice cream, and a guy came to buy some oil, and then. He walked in, he and the shop owner walked out, and they walked around the yard until they found a two-liter bottle, rinsed it, shook it dry, he filled it up with oil, and that's like what he went and used on his chainsaw. So it's 
because trash is a part of their life, it, it, it just, it just is. And first it gets thrown out of the house and like the ant, the dogs and the birds and the cats get whatever's left. And so you see what's actually left of the trash, which is often like the plastics and the metals and they'll reuse those wherever they can, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's brought up a question for me, like at Philmont, which is where I learned some of my like main backpacking. It was like, you reduce the amount of trash, you pack trash inside of trash and like having an even small, like as small of a package of trash and in Patagonia, they now have this concept of eco bricks. Eco bricking, where they like they what is that? They take a two liter bottle and they have a stick, and they any like clean piece of trash, they pack it in there as tight as they can, and they create these really dense bricks of trash. Of trash. Of trash. And at yeah. first, I was like, "This is awesome," but then someone he pointed out, he's like, "Well, if you throw that into a landfill, how much longer is that going to take?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I went down there with a lot of judgment and a lot of like a superiority complex about it, and I've come away just floored and mm. humbled by it. Well, and if you think about the whole recycling arrow, right? And it has the three Reduce. arrows. Reduce. Reduce. And I, I, mm. I gotta say. Most yeah. people in other countries, especially South American countries, they're already reducing because they just don't consume as much. Yeah. Well, and then the, the second, second R one. is reuse. Mm-hmm. So y- most, a lot of us in the U.S. are really good at the third R, mm-hmm. but that's the last one. It's the third. Yeah, yes. you should start with reduce yes. and then move to reuse. And then, then if you can't do either of those two things, yes. then you move on to recycle. Out of order. Yeah, so I was just going to say... Um, these are great personal things, but on a bigger level, we got anytime you have this is a big collective action problem. So you got it. I think mm-hmm. one of the easy, not easy, but the the biggest impact things you can do is take on this issue in local politics. You know, go to your city, go to your county, say why don't we have an easier recycling program? Um, you know, just simple things like I have a friend who one day realized in her apartment complex, there's no recycling. And so she went Mm -hmm. and asked them. And, and, you know, that's the kind of thing. If you can get countywide ordinances to say, hey, a development this size has to have recycling, that can make a huge impact. I've started calling that mini crusades. I feel like each one of us have it. Like my current mini crusade is anytime a waiter or waitress hands me a straw, I just hand it back to them and like... Say, I don't want straws and you shouldn't just give it to people. Like, ask. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a friend who her mini crusade is she's like anti or she's working her way towards like using less paper towels. Um, And it's like whatever matters to you, whatever small actionable steps you can make, like that alone may not make a difference. But if we all get onto our like mini soapbox and march in our mini crusades, eventually we're going to get going in the right direction. And so thinking about your trash is a great way to start that. Yes. I, I want to end this amazing discussion of this brilliant question by an unnamed listener <laughs> with by one, request with by request. one simple fact, and that one simple fact is to is that to be human is to create waste mm-hmm. because everybody eats. And Are we talking pa- about diarrhea? Yeah, what kind of waste? Are we back to poop? It's and to paraphrase <laughs> and to paraphrase a brilliant children's book, which is about. Pooping, everybody, everybody poops. poops. Everybody poops, and that is waste. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but some people bury it and then pack out the tissue. And 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 then to, <laughs> and then to quote, or use leaves. And if I may, if I may make another quote, which or is to quote the Grateful Grateful Dead right about now, which is one man gathers what another man spills. When you Dilo, sp- could you sing a tune, maybe like one man gathers what another man spills. Well, bow, I thought. Bow, what about? Sh- bow, bow, there bow, comes a time. No, that's Neil Young. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, yeah, that's Neil Young. When okay. you ski, do you wipe with snow? Do I wipe my Ass? Yeah, like yeah. if you have yeah. a poo. Yeah. Or do you just I like I don't really poop when I ski. What? Mm. Come on. Dilo's yeah. very regular. I'm pretty yeah. sure that you just said everybody poops. I did, yes. but I don't poop when he I ski. He wakes up and within two minutes he poops. Yeah, I poop before I go skiing. Oh, pre-ski yeah. poo. You, yeah. Mm. yeah. You're yeah. overestimating the length of his yeah. <laughs> But I think to answer your question, if I were to poop if I were to poop in the wintertime. In my 10 years of cross-country skiing, I have not had yeah. to poop on the trail. That is impressive. Yeah. Spesh and Zool almost convinced me to start spraying my the spraying back with a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they're super into that. All right. I've heard that. Uh, mm. All right. How about, all right. Let's move on. How about some of this? <laughs> yes. Oh. It is that time. Time for our gear review? I think so. I think we're coming in for the clothes, ladies and We haven't done our trail tip either. Well, we it don't. It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll just save that for later. It's a long show. It's a long show. Save that for Okay. All right, Peauty, what do you have? Ten steak? We've got ten steak. What are we going to do? We've got two options. We've got... Go on. we got two options. Did you bring knitting needles? I didn't. Go then with we, your Then option. we have to do option one. Okay. Option one. So this is a found item. So... That I found. Disco actually found this while we were in Hawaii at a camp... At a... National Park Campground. National Park Campground. And I was like, this would be an actually excellent tent stake. Is it a child? It was a used hypodermic needle. Right beside oh, okay. our tent pad. We found so many of those. I didn't yes. even think of it. Mm-hmm. Missed yeah. out. Yes. Great yeah. Figured a little too brittle. That was well, it has... Yes. Yeah. You know, you got to think about the ground, of yeah. course. Um... But, uh, you know, it's dual purpose. You're already carrying it. You're already shooting up or whatever. So We were indeed carrying needles <laughs> that were gifted we to sat, us by yeah. a nurse. And then oh. we sat in a ditch really? under a highway for a couple hours and played with a bunch of, like, hypodermic needles we found. We got a pretty sweet video of that. Some yeah. pregnancy tests. Oh, my oh. God. Ooh, pregnancy tests. Yeah. I don't think those too. would work as tent stakes, but the yeah, hypodermic. Yeah, sure they would. They're super yeah, strong. Yeah, absolutely. And they're dual purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Do I get to keep hiking or not? Mm. <laughs> But no, seriously, it was a bit disconcerting to find a hypodermic needle like within four feet of our tent at the National Park Service but campground in Hawaii. If of you all happen places. to carry them, you know, maybe you're diabetic and you carry them and you, you do that. Maybe. Then, maybe. Or maybe you're, you know, using recreational drugs and you use a hypodermic needle for that. Then you could also use it as a tent stake. You have to be careful with the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which end, which end and how you put it in the ground, so on and so forth. But. I think it's super light. You're already carrying it, or you found it next to your tent. You know, just go ahead and handle that found hypodermic <laughs> needle. No big deal. Everybody carries plastic gloves anyway, right? Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. totally. Yeah. So sketchy. Them just don't stab so it into your arm. And, and here's the thing. Not cool. The, so we, we stayed at this campground twice, and then I found the needle the second time. The first time, there was like five, you know, six, seven, eight-year-old kids that were running all over the place, in including no. in flip-flops, including through the exact campsite yes. where... Did said, any of them seem no. high? Mm. <laughs> oh, well, kids. Hard <laughs> to tell with kids. Yeah, it is. It's it very was probably difficult. just sugar. They probably weren't yeah. mainlining sugar. They were just eating it. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I don't really think we recommend that, but I suppose sure we you do. could use Why it not? in a pinch. 
it's in all a pinch. <laughs> I mean, most of my tent, st- most no of my tent stakes are like a survival situation. You know, you got to make do. It's all about you making need do. need to shoot up. It's like That's I right. found this hypodermic needle at my camp, and I want tent stakes short. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Dio? That's right. All right. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. <laughs> I haven't. Well, apparently, it, you know. I hope it never happens again, but it did happen over the holidays. Dio's crumpling. Oh, his here papers. we go. It's the All evening right, folks. crumple. This is the part of the show. We don't actually have to crumple these. I was Where just, we end the show. It's, just, it's actually a new thing. <laughs> reduce, a new reuse. Thing. No, it's not. Yeah, reduce, on, reuse. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to reduce that I'm to? Gonna, toilet I'm gonna, paper. Uh, I, I'm going to throw it out in front of Out of Order's house and hope that some good Samaritan picks it up. Brown tone. Brown tone. <laughs> what? I like to test test the limits of the city of Boulder. <laughs> you're going to get chart. You're going to get fined. They're going to fingerprint yeah, it and find you. Can't you just... Out of sarcasm. out of order is going to get fined. Yeah, that's true. Why are you guys so uptight? <laughs> you should move to the front range. <laughs> thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Fidget and Neon for guesting with us yes, today. Yes, thank, thank you. you for having Taking us. Taking a break from your South American hike in the rainy season. That's Just amazing. to be on the show. Yes. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. No other reason. Here. Flew in yesterday. Their website hey. is her-odyssey.org. Go visit, subscribe, check, check it, it out. out. Send, hey, send it to to all your friends and family, especially young women who are thinking about adventures like this. I mean, they need to or young these. men who think young women can't do it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Come on. or old but men like, who seriously. think yeah. young give, women give can't them do some it. Role <laughs> and if you're a teacher, reach out. We do like quarterly uh, mini lessons that we share with teachers to share Ooh. in the classroom with kids. Oh, nice. Uh. Keep us posted and come back and guest with us anytime. Now that we know that you can send yeah. you weird voice recordings, oh, yeah. anything yes. we want, oh, we've got some bizarre. Send us audio from. Your hike when you get back on the trail. Sure we would love to. Or end of oh. April, whatever it is. Yeah. What's up, trail show? When What's when are you getting back show? on the trail? Early March. March. Early March. Yep. Is it going to be that rainy then? We will see. We, uh, will find out. we already talked about this, duo. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Can we bring it back to that period of time? Like it's <laughs> midnight. I'd like to <laughs> talk to more about the last that. Three hours. Like, I don't have to get up at six in the morning tomorrow. So many questions. A big thanks to Out of Order for paneling with us today and letting us record in your living room. Yes, Thanks Gracias. for welcoming us. Welcoming us back next month. <laughs> uh, next month <laughs> is in Salida. Oh, you're com- no, you're coming down to snowboard. I got a lift ticket for you, bro. All right, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> uh, muchas gracias to all our monthly PayPal donors. Gracias todos. You, you too will get thanks and praise and a fantastic hot off the press trail show koozie and blood orange IPA stickers. You will also get the satisfaction of knowing that you're sending my children to college. Exactly. That yes. The For a donation at thetrailshow.com. And you're supporting POD in her endeavors. Okay. What endeavors? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> All of general. All general of her endeavors. endeavors. Okay. She's got a many of them. Our listeners don't even know. We don't even talk about them on the trail show. There's so many. She's a very multifaceted hypodermic woman. needle. She's reuse. a multifaceted <laughs> human being. I'm a estuche de monedas. Mira. Yes. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show, on Twitter at Trail Show, on the Stitcher app, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Podcast Attic, and of course on iTunes. Another trail show is coming gone, but don't fret. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Delo, Special 41, Out of Order, Fidget and Neon, I'm Disco. Ciao.
Buenas noches. Buenas noches. Hasta luego. Adiós. Adiós. Ciao. Hypodermic needles. Hypodermic needles. Hypodermic needles are trash. And thank you to Frito Rotai Garcia for the beer. He's the man. Send us more next month. And thanks to Moon Kid. And thanks to Out of Happy Hiking Moon Kid for hosting us in his house. Yeah, someone teach me how to cross-country ski. Manana doesn't actually mean tomorrow. No. It means not today. And this trail, I should not have been broken. It's just like, I've just seen you girls out here walking, looking so determined for two days. <laughs> Cannot get out of the boat.